You're listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your hosts, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. All right, this is going to be so good. 95.9 FM, 610, the sports animal. The cream of the crop. And talkabq.com. Turn it up. Turn it up. Good. Labor Day weekend morning. Morning. Was that close? Morning. Morning. Was that close? I'm trying. Close to what? That's that's my new, that's my New Mexican accent. Oh. <laughs> I hope you have okay. a good morning. You're getting better. Yeah. Yeah. My name is Fred Slow. Alongside me is my translator, Van Nunley. Good morning, Van. How are you? Good morning, buddy, buddy. How you be? Oh, my gosh. I am good. Michael Vital. good morning. What, you went to bed at like 1.30 last night after doing True to the Game. Is that right? Yeah, it was a, it was a late night, but it's fun to be here. It's Saturday, and uh, the Cardinals smacked around my Brewers <laughs> last night. Gosh. Oh, boy, they did. But they still got a lead. Are you talking about Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright's 300th oh, combined start man. together? Is that not the craziest yeah, stat you've ever is, heard? That is not so. Van, they've taken the battery 300 times together. Is that a record? That's, I mean, it's a it's a record that you and I have not completed on this show. <laughs> <laughs> We're creeping up on it. I don't know if it's a record record. We could look it up. But how I mean, many how many shows have we done? We had our hundredths like six months ago. We had our hundredth show many times. Um, <laughs> we had three one hundred shows in a row because we weren't we weren't really counting five thousand now. How Let's many? Call whatever we want. I don't know how many we've done. We've done we've done a lot. I'll do some Trump math on this one. It shows. It shows. Had a lot of fun this past week, Van. We did afternoon drive a couple days in a row. Yeah, had sure a lot did. of fun with that. I don't remember what days. I'm looking. I'm literally looking it up right now. Okay, so we've done afternoon drive. We did it Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Three of them, two weeks in a row. Yeah, and we will be doing afternoon drive next week as well, which is very exciting. Tuesday and Wednesday. Is Tuesday. that correct? I believe that is correct. I would okay. I would have to look it up. But the nights we're not doing it are like isotopes nights. Thursday night football. Wait, did we say we have Ooh. Thursday? I don't remember. Thursday night football. I could have swore it was Tuesday and Wednesday. Because I was really excited to do our NFL preview on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. And we'll share our picks on social media, at TalkABQ, so you can screenshot them and berate us. I love that. In January, when we're super wrong. Okay, so I'm looking at it currently. So you can listen to it. Listen to us right now. So do that first. That's the first play. And then on Monday, that's Labor Day. Your boys aren't going to be here. No. No. I'm going camping with the missus. What are you doing? A wine festival. Okay. Yeah, doing okay. a little wine fest. I'm going to wear my cutest sundress and my biggest floppiest hat. You can wear white. That's the last day. I'm more of like a bold color, black 
shirt kind of guy. What color am I wearing? You're wearing the whitest of whites. I am wearing white. Did you wash it in some bluing last time? In what? Have you heard of bluing? Is that when Papa Smurf and... Your, your white shirts start to yellow a little bit? You soak it in bluing and then what wash it? What is bluing? Hey, look, up it up, look it up on the Googles. There's another name for it, but it's commonly referred to as bluing. Okay, so I found it. Mr. Stewart's liquid bluing. There you go. This is something you would buy from a snake oil salesman. Well, that's something that your grandma has underneath her kitchen sink. And she's like, hey, Sonny, your shirt's a little yellow. Take it off. Grandma will soak it in some bluing for you. This is, this is so old school. You can get it at the Ace Hardware. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you get your laundry and laundry accessories. That's oh, all they had left over at Radio Shack. Okay, I'm going to check it out. But no, I did not a blue this. It's, I mean, it's very, it's very bright. Yeah, I keep it white. It reflects these uh, fluorescent lights we have in here. The power of the sun is right above our heads. We will be here with you on Tuesday. So check us out. But we're only here till 545 as the Ice Tubs are at Oklahoma City. Full one on Wednesday, 4 to 7. And then there's basically no afternoon show Thursday and Friday because Isotopes play so early. Okay. We might get out to the ballpark. Don't know. If I have a chance to be there, I will be there. And then Saturday, we will be here on the 11th. So that's exciting for the listener. And then Sunday, well, it's only football. Like it's, a, I mean, that's the first football Sunday. Dropping out of life on that day. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one for people. Should football start on Labor Day weekend? I think maybe. No. No. No, I do. No. I like the last weekend of the summer. Get out. Get a nice family vacation in because you know all you're doing after you go see the Grand Tetons or whatever with your family is you're watching football for six months. Until February. So take the kids out, show them a good time Labor Day weekend, because all you're going to do is listen to our show and watch football for six months. What a good life. I think it's pretty sweet. So week one of college football is this week, but really it was last week, but it was week zero. I don't get it. Zero. You start counting at zero now, I guess. But zero is not one, so that one can't count. We've had this argument before. I'm just saying. We're the only culture that starts counting ages at zero. Usually when you're born, you're one. No, when you're born, you're not one. You have to go one. It's your first. Not going, no, we're not going again. <laughs> How old are you? I'm one. This weird. Oh, it's 57 weeks. How old's Junior? He's 137 weeks. No one says that. It's just a baby. It's just a tiny little baby. Week one kicked off. Sweet. <laughs> this past Thursday night for your UNM Lobos. They hosted the hated Houston Baptist Huskies. Hey, how, right. lo how long are your arms? Reach across and pat me on the back. I cannot do that. Because I nailed it. 
Nailed what? I said Lobos are going to win. Okay. Houston Baptist is going to beat the spread, and they weren't going over. So they hit the under. Did you parlay that? No, no, no. I'm a poor person. I can't gamble. You can only gamble with what you have, right? If you're uh, going to do responsible, safe gaming, you only gamble with what you have. And I have nothing, Fred. I have a beautiful home. Oh, gosh. Beautiful friends and family. Hobbies, career I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. But no parlay money? No parlay <laughs> money. No gambling money. UNM Lobo football has a little bit of play money now. That 15,908 was the announced crowd size at the game. I think there was more. I, there might have been more. I'm I'm saying 18. We were there. We're not going to tell you about the game on the field. You you saw it on Thursday, and you, and you listened about it all day yesterday. We'll give you our experience. It was like UNM never missed a beat. That's how I feel. Like, and this is not just like a, hey, let's praise UNM. They're, no, this is, they did very well. They they did very well. If you were at the game, give us a call on the Gravit Connection hotline, 505-246-0610. If it wasn't for that punt return and that one lucky deep pass, it was a very stellar performance by the Lobos defense. The Houston Baptist offense is quite prolific. I agree. So they did a very good job. 20 for 26, 174 yards, three touchdowns, including that 47-yard bomb you mentioned. Well, I was talking about the other team's bomb. I'm talking about us. Our bomb was beautiful, and it was scripted, and exactly the way it was supposed to be. Their bomb was lucky, and it will never happen again. Are you sure ours wasn't two defenders running into each other and then a wide-open lanier down, like right down the seam? No, no, no. That's that's, that's the way they drew it up. <laughs> I did not know at the time of the game, but apparently Wilson gave his ankle a little tweak. <gasps> yeah. He warm up too hard? It was a, apparently, yeah, in the walkthrough on Thursday morning. Yeah. He's too athletic is the problem. He did say it didn't affect his play, but why would it be in the news? Why mm. would it be in the news, man? Mm. Curious. A uh, friend of the show and friend in real life, star of TV and radio, KOB's very own Brandon Ortega, said that Aaron DeMoss was going to be an impact player right away, and he was. Called it. 15 carries. He graduated in last December. <laughs> That's sweet, isn't it? Yeah. After you graduate and you know you got one more season of eligibility and you want to ball it up with the boys, do you take the easiest classes possible? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think is the easiest classes possible? Like for me? The cliched joke forever is basket weaving, right? What, what is that? That's a class? Yeah. No, what is, is that? That's, that's, the, that's a Southwest thing? That's the old cliche. Oh, are, are you messing with me? Like Easter, like Easter baskets? Yeah. What? You never heard of someone say that? What you taking this semester? Basket weaving? He's like, no. Advanced underwater basket weaving. What? Like in a bucket? <laughs> like Maybe what? it's a Southern thing that I don't know that's just indoctrinated into me. I've never heard that in my life. Underwater basket weaving? Is this like a Steve Zissou joke that I don't get? <laughs> I'm not Andy Kaufmaning you right now. I <laughs> promise. It's a real thing. What's the easiest college course I ever took? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't know, man. I mean, for me, communication. I, I really don't know. I got hit with plagiarism one time. You think your adult communication would be better? 
since you took it in college. That's how entertainment works, though. Everything you create, you you like create for thirteen year olds. It's like, can a thirteen year old understand this? If they can, an adult will really think they're smart. Ah, right, right, right. And if someone who's younger can understand it, they'll really think they're smart. Mm-hmm. So you try to create all your content for thirteen year olds, i.e., Marvel movies, WWE. I think like <clears throat> Bizarro life has a lot to do with that. Like uh, a dentist needs to get his teeth checked. Like a landscaper needs to mow his yard. Fred studied communications, and he's very poor at it. Like that kind of thing. Like a contractor's wife. Like nothing gets done at the house. Exactly. Kind of yeah. Let's grab a break. When we get back, more college football talk, including the Lowell game recap. We're going to keep it loose this morning because it's a holiday weekend. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. We're, of course, powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. You listen to us on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Happy homecoming weekend, everyone. Is homecoming a thing in the Southwest? It is. Or is it like Harvest Festival? What do you guys do down here? It's homecoming. Homecoming? Yeah. We had Harvest Festival where I grew up. Mama. Mama, I'm coming home. See, I thought you were going ween. <laughs> we are going to host Fall Festival, Vital. Did I tell you that? So Van and I are the official host of the Fall Festival at the Rio Rancho Event Center on October 23rd. Aren't you excited? You excited for that? Are you going to come out and pet a goat? Uh, it's better than milking one, yeah. It's a, well, I mean, okay. I don't know. That, well, yeah, there's a lot going on there. and that's. Let me dissect that. And as I'm doing that, we'll welcome to the program, friend of the show, Tommy. Tommy, how are you? Pretty good, guys. How about yourself? Doing um, well. Mm. You guys doing anything special for Labor Day? I guess, I mean, Memorial Day, what am I saying? What are you guys doing for that or Labor Day? Uh, well, I'm going camping with the misses. We're going to go up to the Jemez and try to sneak in one last, like, cold night under the stars. So that's our plan. Yeah, I went to the Hamas yesterday, and then uh, doing fantasy drafts, and then a wine festival. Ooh, yeah. You, Tommy, what are you doing? I'm just gonna be working. I'm, all my family's back in Colorado. I don't have any family up here when I moved up here for the for the acting audition. So I'm by myself. So I'm just gonna be working probably. Aww. Maybe I'll go to a friend's barbecue or something like that. I'm not sure yet. Well, however you spend it, I hope you spend it in, spend it in celebration of the summer. The return of sports, right. having the day off, and, and with family, or friends in your instance. Yeah. Right. Friends well, are the family you choose. I tell you guys, too, I appreciate getting a chance. To, this is about the closest thing I'll probably get to being back on the radio. I was on the radio 2010 for ESPN 1390 AM in Hobson, Mexico. I feel that station. I, I did an internship. I had a show, Time of the Truth, the Truth Hurts. I used to interview the high school coaches. I was on a website called Fans Planet, which is spelled F-A-N-Z, as in Zebra Planet, on YouTube if you ever want to see my videos. I would host the tailgate parties. I did the fight, fight championships, cage fighting, uh, interviewed the fighters, Tough Mudder. And I really miss being on radio, but it just hasn't really come back around yet. But it's about the closest thing I'm probably going to well, get to being back on the radio again. I would say um, my favorite part of being on the radio is the like 22 hours a day I'm not on the radio. Like that's my favorite yeah, part. I, so no, I'm just kidding, Tommy. I'm just kidding. Hey, if you need to, nice. you need, Tommy, it, you need to gets, relive it your. It gets in your system and it, and it becomes like a drug, and I miss it. But it's like I'm I'm doing trying to do other things with my acting and the WWE manager stuff. But I, just if I can get on and talk to guys like you guys, it it makes up for for not being able to do it. But if you guys ever want to see my videos, they are on YouTube under Fans Planet. But you have to spell the F A N Z as in Zebra Planet. 
Send send me a send a text to five zero five two four six zero six ten and we will have it. Sure. And about the Lobos, um, I'm watching them more intensely. I wish they would have kept passing the football. My thing is this: the run wasn't there. It really wasn't. I know they were trying to push it the second half, but if it's not there, let this boy let the ball fly because you only got him for a year. Let him let it go until they can stop it. Unless you're unless you feel like you can establish the run, maybe they'll have to do it against more upper echelon type of teams. But if I, I think if they would have just kept passing the football, they would have scored 40 or 50 points. I don't know how, what you guys think about that. Well, Tommy, if you would have listened to our game preview on Thursday, right. you would have heard the Oracle because everybody's calling me the Oracle. No one is calling you the Oracle. When I, when I, what I mean by everybody is I mean me right now. I okay. just started calling myself the Oracle. I predicted the game exactly as it was going to. Coach G was going to ease the boys into the playbook. I said Lobos win, Houston Baptist beats the spread, and they hit the under. And the Oracle, which is what everybody calls me, he was correct. The only Oracle I know is Gloria Foster when she was in The Matrix. And although you resemble her like yeah, greatly, I would say you're not close. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What about Never Ending Story, the Oracle? Okay. Yeah. That okay. Good reference. Yep. I'm going with that one well now. Done. That's the new one. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was an awesome movie still. Hey. But, yeah, I just think it, I'm always uh, a guy that it's not broke, don't fix it. And I just felt, you know, maybe he wanted like to say, let's try to get the running game going just to see what we got. Or maybe he says, we're going to beat these guys anyway. Let's try to get the running game going. But I'm always like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And if you can bury guys, bury them. And that's that's my philosophy. Well, maybe Coach G didn't want to freak out Lobo fan from segueing out of Bob uh-huh. Davies' super boring offense. You want to f- <laughs> freak everyone out all of a sudden. I, I think what's going to bring the Lobo fan back is two things. Winning, they've won three in a row, which is great. You know, going back to last year and scoring a lot of points. If, if the Lobos put up 40, 50 points a week and let that guy let the ball fly, I guarantee you the fans are going to start coming back even quicker. It would be difficult for me to say that I don't think Wilson could put up 40 points a week. I think he could. I am a realist. If you give me 30 points a week, you're going to win a lot of games. You're going to win a lot of games, especially with the way the defense played. Because the, I yeah, mean, we'll see when they play. I want to see them play the upper echelon of talent that's coming their way. With New Mexico State, I know they're they don't look very good, but still, that's a rivalry game. I want to see how they start doing against the better teams, and then I'll be able to to judge it from there. I mean, I, like I said, I already predicted six wins and a and a bowl invite, so they're they're five away. Tommy, appreciate you so much. Appreciate for your time this morning. You have a I'll great. Send that, and I'll send that to uh, my fans. Send this stuff to the uh, do the it. Number, I'll tell do you. it because I want it. All right. Thank you, friends. Okay. I'm going to say it right now in the air. When the Aggies come, New Mexico State, zero points. They will score zero points. Goose egg? They will put up goose egg, goose egg, goose egg, goose egg. And then when you tally them all, you end up with what? Goose egg. Okay. They will score zero points. I like this prediction. They're, they're that bad. They're very bad. They're insanely bad. You know what Coach Gonzalez wants to do? Show everyone. Demolish them. That's what I want, is I want that these two programs and their leadership to become so established and so like prolonged that they just hate each other. Because right now it's just the fan bases. Right now it's just the alumni. And I, I attended New Mexico State, and I got a lot of love for Las, Cru- Las Cruces, especially Mesilla. 
Mesilla, New Mexico has a very special place in my heart. But I'm a Borqueño. Mm-hmm. I'm a Lobo. Fear the fear the fangs, baby. Oh, I like that. I hope they just just step on their throat and just hold it there. Relegate them to Division Two. All right, after I've had this enough game. of this talk as an Aggie fan. <laughs> you know what? I How like could to you? Do? You stood there for a long time and took it. To be honest. What I'd like to do, man. Tell me. So I, I'd like to go down there. I'd like, like to reach my hand inside their chest and pull up their steel-beating heart. <laughs> so they can watch it beat one last time before they... Sorry, it's not going to work. Okay. Calimar! This happens at, at a rivalry week every year for me when living up here. It should. I was really trying to find that Wayne's World quote where Al Bundy talked about what you do. Oh, that's so good. Ed O'Neill. He's the, have you seen Wayne's World? <laughs> like here, I'm. A, this is why I'm old yeah, man slow. I have. So Ed O'Neill plays the manager at Stan Makita's Donut Stand, or maybe his name is Stan and it's Makita's Donut Stand. Yeah, I don't know. That's it, Stan. <laughs> the guy sitting there with the pink slip. I got one of these today. <laughs> like, oh my god. And I'm like a little kid watching. I'm like, I'm like, Al Bundy is dark. Bizarro Bundy. Al Bundy wasn't like the most happy-go-lucky dude in the first place. He was pretty dark on the show. Yeah, I would agree. Ed O'Neill's very funny. That show was way ahead of his time, too. Oh, yes. Insanely ahead. He used to love when he said, God, why me? (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good impersonation, Vital. Thank you. I'm a big Christina Applegate, like everyone was in the early 90s. Like, give me that. If you right now were like, what's the definition of pretty? I'd be like Christina Applegate from Married with Children. That's it. All right. Today's varsity. You ready? Okay. Okay. Today's varsity is like. TV crushes. Yeah, TV crushes. I'm in. I like this a lot. Okay. All right. So today's varsity, not Labor Day related. Today's I-9 varsity is TV crushes. Are we doing doing that 1045? doing that at 10.45 because at 10 a.m. we have David Carl and Peter Travisani in the New Mexico United. They're going to come on. There is a game tonight. We'll talk about that very briefly. But Vital football's not going to try to knock us off early at the last minute? Is that nope. NC- no NCAA football? No football yet. Because I didn't get an email. Yeah, there's there's no football. Just you guys and Isotopes baseball later on tonight. Oh. Okay. It's not like a 10 o'clock Isotopes game? They're going to kick us out early? No. Okay, good. I'll, I'll, st- I'll, st- I'll hold this fort down for you. I'll fight them off. Appreciate you. Hey, by the way, Linda Carter, when I was growing up in the 70s, yes. tells you my age, but boy, yep. she, she still looks great now. All right, save it for the varsity, Vital. I'm the same way with Julia Louise Dreyfus. Stop it. <laughs> save it for the varsity. It's the last segment. There's many of them. You're like... Neil Patrick Harris. Julia Louise Dreyfus right now. Yes, in her 60s. Yeah. 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 She's beautiful. Not Seinfeld. No. Not Second City. Text the program on the Graphic Connection text line, 505-246-0610. Give us, if you will, your varsity of TV crushes. Crushed was North Carolina's hopes of being anything in college football this year. Um, There's not a real breakdown here as they lose to rival Virginia Tech. But the the thing of note is you got to keep recruiting Mike Brown. 
Mac Brown. You have to. Because when all your guys go to the NFL, you just don't have the same team. That's what's happened in North Carolina. Sure. They were on their way up, and there's a lot of hype for NC this year, and they just got their hopes and dreams smashed. Yeah. And it's not – they well, first of all, they looked very poor in the first half. They were embarrassing. I don't think they put up a number. And then in the second half, you know, because Virginia Tech are, had already had the 14-point lead or whatever, they you know, field goal late, just kind of secured it. But, yeah, it's – Super cold take here. Stick with basketball. Okay. Stick the, with stick with what you know, guys. You're not you're not friggin' Leonardo da Vinci. You're correct. Yeah, just just stick with basketball. I think once again, this happens every year. More proof there should be no rankings until at least a month into the season. I agree. You see sure. a team ranked high in the preseason rankings, they end up getting the benefit of the doubt, and then they look flat when they have a big game. Yeah, I'll tell you, what's fun about this though is Virginia Tech, who's going to go on to win some more games this season, and they're going to be like, "Hey, we beat our opponent. We beat our opponent. We did it. Look at us!" Surprise, surprise. Virginia Tech's good again. Yeah. Literally, they just keep doing that. And good for North Carolina. Hey, and good for the ACC. Like, way to go. NC State, Virginia, South Carolina. I mean, I'm not really going to mention Duke or Wake Forest, but you guys get the point. And the rankings are kind of dumb. They're super dumb. You don't you don't need them until halfway through the season. I agree. Like everyone knows the top four. Yeah. I don't know what order they're in this year. It don't matter. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma. Georgia. The top five are predictable pretty Duh. much. Everyone knows. Well, and, and, hey, so if you do want to talk predictions, like, that's a cool thing because tonight we have Georgia and Clemson. Like, that's a cool thing. Five and three. Really? They're both zero and zero. I got, or, the, I got the 25 pulled up right here. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Cincinnati at eight, North Carolina at ten. Hey, welcome to the Big 12, Cincinnati, by the way. Yeah, Okay. Okay, Cincinnati. There's going to be the eight spot at the end of the year is going to be a three-loss SEC team. Cincinnati is going to have one loss. They're going to be ranked 15th. BYU, Houston, UCF, and Cincinnati are all going to submit applications to the Big 12 early next week. There's going to be two conferences moving forward. BYU is a good fit. So is Houston. So is Cincinnati. UCF, University of Central Florida, maybe? I mean, but when you take from one, I mean, when you grow one conference, you take from another. And the original intent of conferences, you know, which is, hey, let's put everyone in groups and spread them out. So when it comes to the end of the season, everyone's representative, everyone has a representative from across the country. It's not that anymore. You don't need the electoral college anymore. Definitely that. You don't need conferences, period. SEC, Big 12, ACC, Big 10. Why does why does any of this matter? Just like let everybody play. Do it like north-south or east-west. Hey, I'll buy that, though. Yeah. If you were to be like, because what are there? There's Do metropolises versus flyover states. If there was a giant tournament style bracket, right? How many college football teams are there? 200? Uh like 100, 100, 120, 130 something. Yeah. 132. I'll do a 132 team tournament for a season. Let's just do that. Mm-hmm. You put number 1 at the top and they play number 120. Guess what? Your college football team only gets to play one game. 
<laughs> Sorry, guys. No more rub. Oh, it should be like a like a big softball tournament, like you're guaranteed four games. Yes. So everyone gets to play four games no matter what. You, you're in the loser's bracket after week one, and you're like, oh, we're in North Carolina. So shout out to Coastal Carolina and Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah, how are they doing? Coming in at 22 and 23. I'm rooting for you guys. I want to talk a little bit more college football when we get back from the break. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. And we're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail. RV, connect with your boys on the Graphic Connection hotline. We're playing again with I9 Sports and we're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. <laughs> I'm just still so happy about the Lobos winning their first home game in like two years. In front of a respectable crowd. I just love it. Except for except for Aggie Lobo rivalry, the Rio Grande rivalry. That's the most people I've seen in that stadium in a few years. That's the most people I've ever seen in it. Because you didn't come to Lobo Aggie with me two years ago. I did. Was there more then? It was thir- yes. about thirty four thousand then. Yeah, that that's game. a very big deal. And, and no, I didn't go. Up. I didn't go. That's if that's what it was. I didn't go. You would remember. Okay. This is like that was pre-COVID, and you could just like walk up and just make out with strangers and stuff, and like you know how it was. You remember pre-COVID? Walking up and making out with strangers. Yeah, yeah. Just walk up and just kiss a sweet old lady right on the mouth. I tell you what, there were not a lot of strangers at the Lobo game. We saw the Gladiators there. They were there in support of the Lobos. We saw a lot of Yaffle football players. They were there in support of the Lobos. There was college kids. Like, I could not believe, which makes sense. It's a college game. But the the games I've been to, they had not been to. And that was fun. You You blame the kids historically for the product on the field? The players or the fan base? The fan base. Yes, obviously. I, th- I think that today's youth is to blame for everything. Oh, smart, smart, smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot you're... I'm old man slow. <laughs> yeah. Clint Eastwood from Grand Torino sitting across from me. It was good to see the fellowship. I thought people were relatively smart with their distancing, relatively smart with their mask use. We were masked the whole time. Of course. Except, of course, when we were eating. Yes. Yeah. They were outside. I mean, I, all the rules that are in place, everyone followed those. So I was happy about that. So, by the way, loyal listeners, this is not a paid promotion. You need to get you an Under Armour sport mask. That's what I have. It feels like it's not even on. We got one for Vital. It's he has one too. Insanely breathable. I got. Vi- I, I love mine. The one you guys got for me. It sits off because we're both a mustached. Yes. It sits off of the mustache and the beard. Just hugs the bottom of your chin. Yeah. You have a very traditional head. You have a Kendall head. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I would say my head is more oblong, like a, instead of like a regular M&M, it's like a peanut M&M. Yeah, you're like a peanut M&M standing on its bottom. <laughs> yeah. It washes well, too, by the way. Okay, I don't know. Red's head? I've never washed No, it washes well, the, the uh, Under Armour mask. I've never washed my mask one time in my life. I should, because we wear them to the gym. From the texter, my hashtag Houston Baptist, keeping it close. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a cool way to say second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, ain't nothing wrong with the no. silver. Silver metal's very good. It's not great 
when there's only two participants. Oh, this one's great right here from the texter. Jill Taylor, Tim the Toolman's wife from Home Improvement, is a TV crush. He's got a type, huh? <laughs> Definitely he's got a type. He's got a type. I think that's less hotness and more like primo wife. Yeah. So I think this gentleman is saying, or, gen- or, or, or gentlewoman. Yeah, we gentlewoman. don't want to. No, we can't. Or gentlewoman. Whatever. He's saying that his wife needs patience, and there's no one in the world more patient than Tim the Toolman Taylor's wife. I have to look her up because I don't know the actress's name. Don't need it. It's Jill Taylor. She's Jill Taylor forever. She might have had her name legally changed to Jill Taylor after the show. Patricia Richardson. Aw. I'm going to tell you what. She cute. But you can tell that this texter, he looks at more than just like traditional Hollywood beauty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is what I was going to go with. In the 1045 segment. That was your vibe. Yeah. All right, big matchups. You ready? Okay. So this weekend, you already saw North Carolina take a thumping. And by thumping, I mean close seven-point loss, even (laughs) though they lost, like, all of their offense and everything to the NFL. Penn State at number 19 is going to Wisconsin. Mike Vitale's badges. I got the Badgers. Yeah, because I hate Penn State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate everything about Penn State. I hate the culture. I hate the fan base. I hate the former coaches. The only thing they produce is linebackers, and I've told you that's the position in the NFL that I carry least. I care least about linebackers than anything. And that Valley, it's not happy. No, anymore. No, it's super no. creepy. No, it's it's not happy. I don't. What do you give it? Like four decades. Happy Valley is like a ranch dressing. I think that one is hidden, right? It's well, hidden. They're, they're in Madison, so my hometown, so it'll be about 90,000 at that game. Ooh, how is Camp Randall Stadium? Is it, ra- is it raucous? Oh, it always has been. And when they would never win when I was growing up, people would get drunk and celebrate. Tailgate. Mm. Love that. You know who's celebrating a college football Labor Day weekend is Lenny. Lenny, welcome to the show. How are you? Well, I'm going to give you just two real quick ones. Alyssa Milano and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, those are very smart. Very good. Very strong. Alyssa Milano is, um, I think, my age, so that one works perfect. Or the whole cast blue charm. Well, I believe that's also Alyssa Milano. But getting into, I'm going to have a quick pick for Thursday night for the Cowboy fans as they get drubbed 35 to 14. It's going to be bad. That sounds about right. It's going to be real bad. Sounds about right. That Tampa Bay team. It'll be close until kickoff. And then then the game will start. That Tampa Bay team has 22 returning starters from the team that won the Super Bowl. And and do not be surprised if Antonio Brown is one of the top three receivers in the league. I would be surprised. I'd be very. He's definitely going to be top three on the Bucs. Oh, I think. All right. Hot take. Yeah. No, I think he's going to be number one on the Bucks. I think literally over Godwin and Evans over league MVP Leonard Fournette. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying I love yeah, him. I think he's going to be the number one receiver on the Bucks. I think he's out. He's out to prove something. I think that because Dallas didn't get Cam Newton, they don't have a backup for their quarterback, and they're going to play super conservative all the time, and they're not going to send enough route runners out, and they're not going to score any points. And I think Dallas has a real uphill battle. But I think Dallas has the rookie of the year for defense and Spears. Oh, okay. 
cool linebackers. That's what I care about. I care about the guy that gets 50 tackles solo. Wait, he doesn't. They're always hit by someone. It's not a real statistic. I know it's not. And then when their fingers are crossed and then in different angles at the end of the year, they can say, well, it isn't a real position. I, I literally feel that way about linebacker. Linebacker to me is so boring. But he stands okay, up and he goes to the outside and he could follow right. I don't care. Okay, so you you're telling me that Lawrence Taylor yes. was boring as a linebacker. I don't even know what number he wore. The man that recreated the position of linebacker. He Yeah, he was able to because it didn't matter at all before then. So he was the first guy to try hard at it. I just think it's a, I just think it's the if you're going to draft a linebacker, you get him in like the fourth, fifth, sixth round, and you just tell a guy to stand there and fill a gap. Hey, Lenny, I'm with you. I think Lawrence Taylor is the second greatest football player of all time, minus Jerry Rice. What? I mean, or or well, let's just go with Earl Eckert. He played every position in the defensive backfield in college, from starting out as a safety and then became a linebacker. Lenny, Ty, Lenny. Linebacker is so easy. They took a college tight end and put him in linebacker, and he became the best one in the NFL. That's how easy linebacker. Brian Urlacher. Brian Urlacher caught passes. Okay, but so you're telling me that's the easiest position to play in the NFL? That's how I linebacker. Yes. Paul Pozluski. Over. Oh wait. So that's an easier position to play over long snapper. Well, no, I mean, that one's obviously the easiest one. I mean, that's you got to work three plays a game. That's the one. Have you seen well, pictures okay. of Rodrigo? So easier position to play linebacker than the inside guard on the offensive line. Hey, I'm offensive t- line is easily the hardest. I'm going to say that long snapper is also like a secondary skill that Brian Urlacher had, and he could have done that as well if he wanted. That's what he was drafted for. Yeah. Long snapper. <laughs> Lenny, I like your calls. I appreciate that you're a friend of the show. All right. You guys have a good one. Be good. I like him a lot. Did you hear the sound of his voice when he said goodbye? Lenny is very disappointed in you right now, Fred. I don't care about defense. (laughs) You cannot make me care about defense in the NFL. I want to. I swear to God I want to. You've tried. Yeah. You want to know why I like Charles Woodson? Not because he played safety. (laughs) Grab a break. I'm still talking college football. I promise we're going to get through it. We're going to not be able to talk about this Terrell Owens OnlyFans thing, and I'm going to end up real mad. Real mad. We'll hit it. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing a game with the I-9 Sports. We're having to drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. We only got a couple minutes before the break, but we like to open up the Grab a Connection Hotline as often as possible. We're doing that with a friend of the show, Howard. Howard, welcome. Gentlemen, how the heck are you this morning? I feel good. I'm excited for the holiday weekend. How are you, friend? You know, I'm okay, Fred, but uh, Van, you. what is he smoking on this morning? Linebackers <laughs> don't matter? Look, man, I am not going to apologize for this man sitting across for me from me linebacker lives don't matter that's what i'm saying wow you know what i i I was furious at at lenny to begin with and wanting to to go hunting down for bad mouthing my cowboys until i realized how correct he was he's right he's right he's absolutely right (laughs) 
you know, I, I got over the urge to go hunt him down right away when I realized he's uh, spot on. And it's uh, that's why every, uh, you know, my buddies at the lodge said, you can come down and watch a game on Thursday. I said, would you like to see a grown man cry in front of you here in the lodge? <laughs> and they're like, no, stay home. So, and that's what I'm doing. And by the way, Vitale, having said that, you got a beer laying around there anywhere? Ooh, good question. There we go. The got to start out Saturday morning listening to you guys and having a cold one, right? Nice. Well, FCC-wise, we're not, I promise. That, well, I realize that. And there's a disclaimer that proves that, right? <laughs> you going to watch college football just, today at all, uh, Howard? Yeah, I'm going to watch some. You know, I'm just still taken aback by Fred and... And, you know, and I hope uh, the next Lobo game you go to, you run into Brian Erlacher, you know. Um, and I hope Van gets in Brian Erlacher's ear for real quick, you know. Just let him know that I respected his tight end game, like, like far greater than his <laughs> linebacker game. Because that's all I would say. I would just if, say if we run into yeah, Brian Erlacher at the Lobo game, Fred's going to be the only person taller than Brian Erlacher at the Lobo game. Yeah, well, I, I, my, my money's still on Brian. What do you think, Van? Well, what, am I not in this? <laughs> well, you, you're not going to tag team and, and, and gang up on Brian Urlacher, are you? Howard, I'm skinny, but I'm wiry. <laughs> hey, uh, you know what, guys? You guys have yourself a wonderful weekend. Enjoy your Labor Day. Be safe. And, uh, by the way, I'm loving you guys in the afternoons. Oh, I appreciate that, friend. Hey, appreciate the kind Take words, care, Howard. It's, it's, that's a fun accidental discovery for Cumulus to have us in the ac afternoons, just like the Bears accidentally discovered a middle linebacker in Brian Urlacher whenever they drafted him a million years ago. That tight end who plays safety every once in a while? And he would return kicks. <laughs> <laughs> the best NFL linebacker right now that's going to come out of college does not play linebacker in college. That's what I'm telling you. That's how little the linebacker position matters. When a guy like London Fletcher leads defenses to win Super Bowls, that's when you know that linebackers don't matter. Mike Jones tackles Andre Dyson on the one-yard line to win the Super Bowl for the St. Louis Rams. Mike Jones was in jail five minutes later for tax evasion and weird decisions because that's the kind of character and quality of person you get for linebacker position. Linebackers. Linebackers are the new fullbacks. We got A.J. Hawk. We got a real game changer. No, you don't. No one cares. A.J. Hawk married into that job. Peter Bowler can do it on the out. Well, here's the thing. Peter Bowler is actually an end, and it's a 3-4 defense. And because linebackers matter so little, they put two defensive ends to play as linebackers, so you only have to have two linebackers on the field linebackers hey fred you want to go to the georgia clemson game <laughs> yeah i'll go tickets are starting at 339 dollars for what hey fred yeah you want to go to the montana washington game no but i mean i guess tickets are starting at six dollars <laughs> oh that's more my budget i'm going that's only a 333 dollar difference guys. that's why hey that's why it costs more to go to clemson because kids get them for free. All right, real quick before the break, because I know we got to take it. We both have Wisconsin over Penn State today. Correct. Uh, Alabama and Miami is a big, fun one. Uh, I'm going to say this. Alabama's going to win, but they're not going to cover. The spread's like 18 and a half. What do you think? I, that's my exact same take. Cool. Look at, look at us. So if you're betting the money, take Miami. 
If you're betting the win, take Alabama. Uh, number 17, Indiana at number 18, Iowa. Um, I'm not a guy who disparages anything, but if you're excited for this game, I would just recommend you take a nap. That will be much better. Neither of those teams will end the season in the top 25. Don't care at all. Congratulations to Iowa on beating Indiana. Uh, Louisiana, which is ranked number 23, not Louisiana State, is playing at Texas, number 21. Texas has to put it on. There's been too much offseason news. Texas knows they have to win big here. And by the way, Louisiana is an imposter. Louisiana, I'm choosing for that exact same reason. Texas has so much pressure. Their program is in shambles. And Louisiana has the better skill position players. Georgia versus Clemson in Charlotte. Clemson. Yeah. Same. Yeah, Clemson. Same. LSU at UCLA? Well, LSU, yeah. That's an easy one. I'm going to take UCLA at home. Are you now? Yeah, I think I am. Ballsy. Well, LSU's only three and a half favorite on the road. I know they're ranked. I'm a Big 12 guy. I went to a Big 12 school. I'm in. Also, good wide receivers down there in UCLA. They could throw it. Here's our college football preview for the weekend. When we get back, it's fancy football talk for like the next hour. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing it with 99 Sports. We're having to drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. What happened to the first hour of the show? It gone. It gone. He gone. If you haven't done your fantasy football draft yet, you are like us. Ours is immediately following the show today. Catch your boys down at Dave and Buster's where we'll be posted up drafting our fantasy team. You've been in this league for like, what, like 15 years? Yeah, I'm the commissioner of this league. I've been in for four years. I have won this league. I want to make sure that goes absolutely first in this segment. I'm the reigning champion of this league. Yeah, and you did it with a zero quarterback strategy. I had Taysom Hill. I don't know why you're saying this. You had like 14 different quarterbacks throughout the year. Yeah. It was very impressive, your run. Matchups. Matchups. Two quarterback league with three flexes and individual defensive players. The draft takes like two hours. The only flex there was was me in that league when I won it last year. On Dim Hose? That's what you were flexing on? Yeah. (laughs) Fantasy football is like a weird one to me. Go ahead. If you want to see the boys, make sure that we're actually real people. Not just some internet algorithm talking sports and pop culture. We will be at Dave and Buster's at high noon. And I'm a, th- I'm, I'm a thirsty boy. You want to buy me a Labor Day weekend beer? You know where to find us. I would enjoy a Labor Day weekend beer. I agree with that. I would also like a plate of nachos. Sans guacamole. Guac on the side for me. Okay. Those are good, healthy fats, Fred. I don't know if you know that. What's your approach to fantasy football drafting? This year? Yes. Uh, This year, and just like most years, I go with my perceived value at the draft slot. Okay. I don't have like a wide receiver heavy or running back heavy or like your foolish method last year that actually paid off. No quarterbacks. That's my approach this year as well. You're going to do that again? 
You gonna do that again? Smart. All right. It worked once, right? I'm the reigning champion. Yeah. I cannot drive that home enough. Sweet. You get to milk that for a whole nother season. I don't even know the draft order. Oh, they it's randomized 30 minutes before the draft. Okay. First yeah. of all, that's not fair to the champ. The champ should be number one. Well, it's fair to everybody. That's why it's random. The champ should be number one? I'm the champ. In what universe? Moving forward. Champ, champ goes last. For the rest of the program, I would like for you to refer to me as champ. Well, I would never do that. <laughs> if your name was Champ Bailey, I wouldn't call you champ. That's a good one. Thank you. If you may, you can go by my government name, Champion. I would be into that. Manfredo Slolione. I'm going to tell you right now. If you draft anyone in the first six rounds that isn't a running back, you're wrong. Are you going six RB? I do every year. Every year. We are maxed at six, and I take them in the first six rounds. I love that you finally won for the first time in the history of your fantasy football career. Yes. And you're like, you got to go with my 6RB strategy. I do it every time. I it, do it, pays, every it pays dividends every year. Every year? As in every year being last year. If I were to give you a sample of fantasy football, and I'll just use like last year as it, I was the winner. Okay. That's it. Oh. Well, now that you say it like that. Does your fantasy league, does our fantasy league, does listeners' fantasy league now have, like, COVID rules, too? Do you have, like, a spot for COVID, guys? Correct. Okay. We added an IL slot for the Corvids. I don't know what that means. Uncle Corvid? IL. What is IL? Injured list? What is that? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. When I sit down to draft... There's, like, an approach to it that I think you have to – like, you can't sit down and be like – if you buy a, Lindley, a Lindley's, is that right? Is that the old magazine? Lindley's? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Because no one does that anymore. It's all on the interwebs. I'm going to print from this KNML printer before I leave this cheat sheet. Okay. That's my plan. But you can just pull it up on your computer. Oh, shoot. But, and, oh, you, you're old school. Like, you want to scratch off names and stuff. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Tap papers. You do the little tappy tap. The little. You're like, yep, tap, tap. I get. You look smart. We have 12 teams, Vitaly. I get 12 different highlighted colored markers. So I can, like, this is who I know has got who. Fred, it's 2021. They're just markers. Thank you. Yeah. And sometimes it bleeds together and you get, like, cool, like, like rainbow effect. I'm like, oh, look at this. And I don't have a traditional desk job, so this is like the most desk work I do all year. That's a very good point. This is my organization system. I was up yesterday at, you know, hey, you know what? I'll Inside baseball real quick for the listener. You and I have started a professional wrestling promotion. That is correct. Okay. We're just going to tell the world right now. Okay. There's no announcement yet. We can't legally announce the venue until it's approved by the State Athletic Commission. So there's a couple rules, like legally speaking. Yeah. With that said, I'm up in Santa Fe yesterday. At the New Mexico State Athletic Commission, filling out all the pro wrestling paperwork. And I was like, this is nice. Like, I'm like, I'm doing a little paperwork thing. All you know? right, all I'm right. Like a full-on adult here. Oh, what do you mean you need my EIN number? I have that. And I'm like, I'm like, can I just airdrop you this note with everything? And they're like, no, dog. You, like, like, put carbon on paper here. Like, you need to, like, create this document. 
Okay. I had a little smudge on my writing hand from ink. And I was like, oh. Been a while. So get ready for exciting pro wrestling announcements from us as we have partnered with some of the top talent, not just in Albuquerque, but in the state. And we will debut a name and a location and all that stuff soon. And they making us work really hard for it. Yeah. We got to do a lot of stuff. I tell you, you can't just build a ring and start pro wrestling. Who would have thought you can't just have a bunch of old sweaty dudes bleeding all over the place? Pull out the chairs and yeah, no. put them up. But I tell you, you have to have doctors and ambulances, and you have to have insurance. It's a whole production. Attorneys. Yeah. So you're going to be able to catch Van Nunley off the top rope at some point. And that, well, that is something I yearn for. The whole reason we're creating this, to watch you take a bump. Fred and Van versus Vital and Bobcat. Deathmatch. That's really good. I also feel now, because I did this, I big-timed my hometown fantasy draft the other day. I love this story. It's actually ended very poorly. They voted to kick me out of the league. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Because I had, cause, And everyone has such entitlement now, me included, to where you don't have to show up for your fantasy draft anymore. It's all online. Can't we just do it online? I, I'm, cho- I'm choosing to rather be hungover at that time than to be able to draft. I something something kids something something work something so, and I'm that I did it the other day. Yeah, grow up. I skipped my fantasy draft and sent a kid that I grew up with without telling the league to draft for me. And he he showed up unannounced, and they were like, "What is going on here? Fred is big timing us." I love it so much. They immediately voted to kick me out of the league, and they gave my team to the younger brother of a guy who's been in the league. I started this league ten years ago. They kicked out the commissioner? The, like, Well, like the deputy commissioner, because the other guy I created with was the commissioner, and he voted to kick me out. They staged a coup? It was 11 to 0. <laughs> I'm out of the league. That is so funny. And that's like how this thing like is. Like this year immediately or yes. next year? Well, they told me next year. I said, no, just give it away right now then. I'm not, okay. I was like, thanks for letting me play all these years. Send. Well, they can't play with 11. No, they gave it to the kid's younger brother, I blo- and then I blocked everyone in the group text, so I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> That's so funny. And I'll, They will remain blocked until uh, September 3rd, 2022. So you found out that you were double booked late. Yes. And we were at the gym. We were at the Y. The lovely facilities at the YMCA, which you guys should all check which, out. Which, by the way, if you're not a member, it's twenty nine ninety nine a month. It's a dollar a day. And it's as nice as any gym in town. Oh, my gosh. Sports training facility downstairs. Safe. Fun. Your boys are there. The nicest people on earth work there. The fellowship. You found out that you were double booked for your fantasy draft very late. The day of. Yeah. And I was like, hey, well, let's let's do the first two rounds on air. Yeah, we're, we were doing radio that night. Yeah, and I was like, let's let the fans vote. We were going to open up the texter. We had a whole plan in place. I said, let me just call this guy. I know it's real funny. I think it'll be good. Well, I, I said you should get a person that we cannot name on air because we cannot give credit to this person, your nemesis. So why don't you just have them show up? That would be hilarious. Vital, I have a real-life arch nemesis from my hometown. I'm not willing to discuss it on the air. I just want you and the listener to know that I am an individual who identifies an arch nemesis. <laughs> and I jokingly said you should invite your arch nemesis, and his eyes lit up. And he started calling everyone he knows from his hometown and trying to get someone to sit in for him. He worked. I actually exercised 
and he Paris Hilton on the phone for an hour trying to get someone to take his place. I mean, I did core. <laughs> <laughs> Worked on the core. And then you got blackballed from yeah, your league. That's literally what happened. And the team that was drafted for me, very formidable. Very formidable. It's a good team. It would have been your best team yet. I mean, arguably. <laughs> they did not go with the six running back strategy. You gotta grab a break, more fancy football talk, actual rankings and breakdown. This is like analysis here. This isn't just hanging out with your boys. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Company Owned Coffee. We're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect your boys in the graphic connection hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing a game with I-9 Sports. We're having to drink, we're doing it downtown at Berman and Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, we're back on the program. The texture's going crazy, saying, I don't know anything about fantasy sports. Fred, obviously, your beliefs and your ideals and your approach to life is a failure in so many different ways. Listen, I get it, texture. From the texture, you are the champ of all fantasy leagues, which is similar to this other text, which is, I believe you might be the chump of fantasy leagues. So that's th- those guys didn't know each other existed, but that's fun wordplay. I love that there's bizarro fans out there <laughs> texting at the exact same time. And if you reach out to the program on the Graphic Connection hotline, 505-246-0610, or the Graphic Connection text line, 505-246-0610, it's like the yin and yang of like love and hate for the program. Oh, sure. And it's 50-50. No, nah, it's not 50-50. You don't think? No. Nah. It's mostly yin. It's overwhelmingly love, but the loudest voices are obviously hate. The ones I tell, I don't know if you ever log on in the texter, but when someone doesn't like the show, there's a lot of capital letters. <laughs> All right, I'm break- surprise, surprise. The text with the most hate, the worst punctuation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's voice to text, but you've been drinking. The spelling and punctuation, yes. All right, I'm going to give you the top 10. Are you ready? As I see it, these are the top 10 guys you have to draft. Okay, what are we talking standard? Are we talking PPR? What's going on here? Uh, everyone's doing PPR now, right? That's like the standard. So I'm going sure. to say PPR standard. Okay. Number one through 10. Ready? Okay. I'm going to go descending. Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Ezekiel Elliott, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey. Those yeah. are your top ten. Sure. Yeah. They're all running backs. Correct. You could throw in Devontae Adams or no. Ty- Tyreek Hill nope. towards like seven, eight, nine. Nah, they're and I'd be cool with that. Ask me to draft Stefan Diggs and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Uh Stefan Diggs would be a lovely early second round pick. Ask me to draft Travis Kelsey in the first round, and I will refuse to return your calls. Travis Kelsey would be a lovely early second-round first pick. He's not a first-rounder. You should take no quarterbacks until the fifth round. That I can agree with. You should take no quarterbacks until the sixth round. You should take no quarterbacks until every skill posi- every position you have is full outside of defense and kicker, and you have backups. Because the difference, Vital, between, like, Jared Goff and Justin Herbert is going to be like 30 points. 
because that's how quarterbacks work. I mean, after Mahomes, duh, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson, there is a giant second tier. I'll put Kyle Murray in that group. Giant second tier. I'll put Kyle Murray and Aaron Rodgers in that group as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dak Prescott, I would not. If you, Cowboy fan, draft with your heart, and the name of your league is Draft Prescott, you will lose. He's going to become hurt. He's always hurt. The team's not good enough. Instead of drafting a left tackle like they should have, they took governor of the state of Missouri, Mike Parsons, as a linebacker. He's a very good linebacker. Does not matter. But if you're listening earlier, we know your thoughts on a linebacker. You legitimately would take Devontae Adams or Tiger Hill over any of the top ten running backs. Um... Let's see here. You would not. I would take Tyreek Hill. No. Or Devontae Adams. No. Over, I'd take him over Barkley. I would take him over That's Austin wrong. Eckler. I would take him over Aaron Jones. Insanely wrong. I would take him over Ezekiel Elliott. So I have the big wide receiver, two big wide receivers, eight and nine on my list. Not only, right, Devontae Adams, I may put it 11. I may. But over Tyreek Hill, I'm taking guys most people have never even heard of. Give me the Gibson kid from the Washington football team. Give me Najee Harris from Pittsburgh. Give me Joe Mixon, maybe. Najee Harris is a hungry boy, and the Steelers are going to feed him all year. You know what is going to happen in his second year for Clyde Edwards-Alaire? He's going to have a chance to be the league MVP. I do like that pick. I'm telling you. That's a good value bounce back pick right there. DeAndre Hopkins, do not touch. He refuses to believe in science. If you draft DeAndre Hopkins. He's going to miss some games. Yeah. He's going to miss some games. And it won't just be he caught COVID-19. It'll be he was around someone, so he's got to miss a week here. Mm-hmm. And it's not like when you get the vaccine and you get a two-day hangover from the side effects, he can miss a week and week one in week four, in week nine, in week 13, in week 16, which are, I guess, fantasy leagues are longer now because there's 17 games. Right. Do not draft DeAndre Hopkins. The game has gotten so far away from quarterbacks, Tom Brady should not be in your first 100 picks of your league. Accurate. If someone drafts Tom Brady in the first 100 picks of your league, you... Clap. Let them know the fool that they are. I think Christian McCaffrey is the biggest duh number one pick since LaDainian Thomas. I think it's Derrick Henry, but yes. In PPR, Christian McCaffrey I agree. is going to score 100 more points than Derrick Henry. If you're in a standard league with no points for receptions, you can make a case for Derrick Henry. Christian McCaffrey's the biggest no-brainer number one pick in quite some time. Unless you have like some ridiculous quarterback heavy settings, and then, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. But standard settings with PPR, Christian McCaffrey is easily the number one pick. And then after that, you can start arguing. You know we got in town a lot of Raiders fans? Take Kenyon Drake. 
Kenyon Drake is going to have a year. You think uh, he's going to take the job from Jacobs, or you think he's just going to be a value? Spell. Spell? Because uh, yeah. there are no teams that just do it with one guy anymore. Carolina does. Tennessee does. I yeah, guess Minnesota does. One, two, three. The Giants four. do. There's four. Maybe Ezekiel at five. So maybe there's five teams. I got eight. Because you're counting Aaron Jones. I'm counting Aaron Jones. You're counting, you're counting Nick Chubb. And I'm counting, nope, not Nick Chubb. Uh, counting Jonathan Taylor. I think Kareem Hunt's going to play a lot, and I don't think people are going to hate him the way that they used to. It's been a while, right? It's been a while. Okay, weird, weird one there. There's some guys that might get the full workload that don't really deserve it. Like accidentally? Yeah, like a Joe Mixon. Yeah. And you're like, he's got the, he, t- he takes all the snaps. Well, he doesn't produce. And here's the thing. He'll have numbers because he does take all the snaps. Joe Mixon is perpetually hurt, and Joe Mixon has horrible yards per carry. Yeah. And then you're like, you're looking. I'll tell you right now, it's Samwise Perneen. I know it's Samajay, my name being my name. Is it Samajay? It is. I thought it was Sam J. I I don't think so. Huh. Sorry. Sorry to the Perrine family. If you do take like Joe Mixon, you get hey, get Perrine. He's gonna be hurt. If if you're taking Joe Mixon in his normal draft spot, your team better be named Richard Milhouse Mixon. Good one. Or it'd be a waste of a pick. You're welcome. 505-246-0610. Give us your best fantasy team names. Text the program. What about like your boy? What about your Rams? They're trading for running backs all the time. None of them are going to be fantasy impactors. I'm still taking like Daryl Henderson Jr. I'm trying obviously I'm trying to hit on the teams that people are passionate about here. Junior. You went Indiana Jones? <laughs> if if someone takes Patrick Mahomes in the top fifty, you might be okay with that. A hundred percent. Anything, any quarterback that's not Patrick Mahomes should not go in the top fifty of your draft. Standard settings, Mahomes is a good third pick. No. Yeah, he is. No. That's just like your opinion, man. I'm telling you, you can win this game. You can win your fantasy league the second that ESPN or Yahoo says that Taysom Hill is a tight end. That's when you can win your league. You draft Taysom Hill with your last overall pick, Put him on your bench for week one. He'll catch enough passes. They'll call him a tight end. And now you're in the championship. By the way, I know a few are listening. But everyone in my league, Fred's league, the boys, I'm taking Kyle Pitts super early. So if you want Kyle Pitts, you better reach out and grab him early. I'm warning you guys right now. Usually I don't tip my hat on this kind of stuff. I might take Kyle Pitts. In the third round. From the texter, does Fred wear one of those big, dumb, goofy championship belts because he's the champion of the draft? He probably will. Did you bring it? 
Because we're going straight to D&B from here, right? Did you bring your championship belt? So here's the thing, Texter. I do own a big, doofy championship belt. Yes, actually. <laughs> it's, it's a thing I'm proud to have. Oh, wait. It's at my house. From the Texter. And this is a good point. Prescott played every single game until he got hurt last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. He did. Here's the thing. He got hurt. And he didn't get little hurt. He got – it was difficult to watch the replay hurt. It was very gross. He got Willis McGahee hurt. My my lady friend didn't know what Hard Knocks was, so I showed her like the the intro to Hard Knocks. Like she said, "Well, it's like they follow the team around, and it's kind of you know, it's kind of compelling." I mean, it was until this year, <laughs> and then like the first scene of Hard Knocks is him rolling his ankle, and it is so gross. Mm-hmm. She's like, "I don't want to watch it anymore." Yeah, why don't you just show her Marcus Lattimore highlights? Because yeah. that's Dak Prescott. Willis McGahee stuff. Ugh. So you know I've had like a really horrific knee injury. Yeah. I acquired four surgeries. Anytime I see that happen, it churns my stomach. Churns me. I broke my ankle once. If it, if it happens like anywhere else on the body, I'm like, oh, gross. If it happens to your knee, like I get legit PTSD. Vital. Fingers and ankles. I cannot watch them be hurt. It grosses me out too much. I cannot do it. You ever watch like those Saw movies and they're like, they're like, oh, something's yeah, gonna happen to your face. I can't watch that. that. Yeah, you get out of here with that. Miss me with that. More fancy football talk when we get back. We're thirty short minutes away from David Carl and Peter Trevisan in New Mexico United joining us. We're gonna talk a little bit about the game tonight, primarily about the stadium though, as I went last night to a meeting uh, with the United on some stadium updates, and I was very excited to share that with the listener. Dave Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with the I-9 Sports Farm to drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. All right, inside baseball for the listener. We break the fourth wall a lot here. We sure do. If you add us and you don't have 100 followers... I'm going to be honest, don't really care. <laughs> hey, if you just got an Instagram and you're on your way up, we're here to support you. Hey, don't listen to Fred. You know, that's a real one. Hey, I you will, follow us, we'll follow you. Everything's I, I at- will like the pictures of the spaghetti you made. Even if it's very subpar spaghetti, Talk ABQ will hit the like button on your spaghetti. Subpar spaghetti. I specifically <laughs> overlike those. If you make spaghetti with red Chef sauce. Boyardee. Oh, no, I love Chef On like a paper plate. Yeah, and you put a you put a square of American cheese over the top of it and then take a picture. I'm like, yes, I'm into that. Just says, mmm, din din. I'll hit the like button if you follow us on at TalkABQ. What we need to do is get a Patreon and set up like a live stream so people can see our conversations at the break. Because we were going through social media at the break because we get messages and stuff. Everything's at TalkABQ, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're there. Like you go to the website at like TalkABQ.com. Find, find your boys. So we have them all up all the time. So we're checking the texter, we're checking the personals, we're checking the social media. If you're sending us something and you don't have like any engagement outside of us, number one, love that you're putting the effort in for us. That's Thank very you. kind. Very kind. Follow us, we'll follow you. Here's the thing, though. You don't have 100 followers. Go get some followers. What do we have, what do we have on Instagram? Like 2,000 followers, maybe? Creeping up on 2,000. We just started. Yeah, we're three weeks into it. Love the love that we're receiving on social media. Oh, it's such a weird sentence. I don't Big like that out. sentence. Love the love? Oh, come on now. That's a cult stuff. Love, oh, okay. That is kind of lo- Yeah, that's, 
like like thought very, process like that is why the Beatles broke up. Very mid Somar. David Carl from the New Mexico United just confirmed with us he will be in studio in twenty five short minutes. We're excited to talk United soccer. Talking stadium. Some hard hitting journalism about to come from your boys here in twenty five short minutes. Okay. I've told you to only draft running backs. I've told you to not draft a quarterback. I've told you that the best tight end is Taysom Hill after he's converted in your league settings to tight end. Correct. He converts in ESPN. He does not convert in Yahoo. They won't? No. That's that's the most Otani thing I've ever heard. It sucks, doesn't it? All right. If your league is in Yahoo, get out. Put it in ESPN because that's the only adult league now. You're ridiculous. Yahoo is easily the best platform. Because it has a dark theme, I agree. The the lack. What do you mean, like Vincent Price? Nice. Hmm? Yeah. What is this, a remake to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? You need wide receivers, okay? Some people will tell you you need them more than you need certain running backs. I won't. Okay. But I'll tell you, the second that those top 10 guys are gone from running back, you only draft wide receivers. So you can't have it both ways with your advice, Fred. You can't say draft six running backs in a row. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And then say once the top 10 are gone, draft only wide receivers. I'm saying after you have six running backs on your roster, hopefully you end up with James Robinson. Hopefully you end up with Miles Sanders. Hopefully you end up with Chase Edmonds because some idiots in your league are taking tight ends and wide receivers ahead of time. That would be me. Yeah, that, that's me. That's not me. Because I'm the guy who's leaving the draft with Raheem Mozart as my sixth running back before I have a single wide receiver, and I'm feeling really good about it. You felt good about it last year. Because that's the stuff. I was making fun of Sony Michelle Michael McKeely. Mm-hmm. I would rather have him sitting on my bench than have Cooper Cup and have missed out on a wide receiver earlier. I mean, excuse me, running back earlier. You know, Vital, a broken clock is right twice a day. So Fred eventually had to win our fantasy league. So it was 13 months. <laughs> 13 months? We're going to start this again? I'm not into that. Check out our uh, Patreon and our GoFundMe, the 13th month organization. Again, more cult talk. I need you to really ease up. The suspicions are just laced with clues. There's contextual clues here. Loyal listener and friend of the show already knows that I am on board with a 13-month calendar with 28 equal days and then one day left over at the end of the year to be a universal holiday. It is a genius layout, and if you don't agree with me, you're wrong, and you're living in the past. From the texter... No one cares about fantasy football or social media. Let me tell you why you're wrong. It's Those are literally the two most popular things on the planet. It's the two biggest things in the world. What are you talking about? I Googled. Fantasy sports just took over oil as United States' biggest export. But fantasy football is a meme stock. I Googled fantasy football just now. 0.75 seconds ago, according to Google. 406 million results tell me no one cares about fantasy football hey watch this watch this Fred. i'll open up google and i'll put f in 
Guess what the se- <laughs> guess what the second result is? Fantasy football. What's the first result? Wait, let me guess. February. It's Facebook. Ah, uh, that's a good one. Oh, weird social media. Yeah, social media. If you and Google fantasy sports, if you Google social media, twenty-one billion six hundred and ninety million results. Tell me, fantasy football and social media aren't the two most popular things on the planet, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Google dejected texter. How many results are there for that? One. <laughs> five oh five. Don't say the number. I would not, never. We don't dox people on this show. And by the way, I love that. I love that your like interest in sports is not fantasy. Because I too, I don't play Dungeons and the Dragons. I'm not that life. You want to though. I would. I mean if someone offered me and it would seem like a fun and safe and inviting environment and I could learn like softly as I do it, yes. Would you refer to yourself as D and D curious? I'm fantasy adjacent. Okay. So I would like to just be able to get a taste of that. After you have six running backs, you start drafting wide receivers. And you're going to be like, but Fred, I didn't get D.D. Lamb. I know. You're a Cowboys fan. I know. The fantasy league you're in, D.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb is going to go so much higher than he should. It does not matter. And they're not going to have Dak Prescott in like week five. Right. So you're going to know when to know where to throw to him. But Fred, what if my what if my top wide receiver is DJ Chark? Well, here's the thing: you're going to do really well because you have six running backs in front of him. Okay, and also if you draft DJ Shark, and the name of your team is not DJ Shark, do 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 do, DJ Shark, you lost. You're going to lose the season if you don't name your team that. It's a very good name. But Fred, how can I believe if Antonio Brown? Is going to be a solid number two. You don't have to believe it. You're not drafting him at a position that you would normally draft a number two wide receiver. You're drafting him in the ninth or tenth round or eleventh round, and if he pans out to be a number WR number two, you really did the job there. You did really good. Fantasy player. Vital Fred just said solid number two. Thank you. <laughs> I would stay away from the following. Cole Beasley. Okay. Cole Beasley and DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Don't draft guys that won't play because they're head cases. There are guys out there that have value. Randall Cobb should not have value anymore. He had a garbage season last season. But his best friend in Green Bay is like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go get my best friend. That kid from Kentucky, Randall Cobb. He has a ton of value now. No one's going to look at that. Take him as your last wide receiver. Yeah, you could get him with like the 130th pick. That's generous. He'll be there after that. He might go undrafted. But I'm telling you, with world beater Aaron Rodgers, he can't throw them all to Devontae Adams. I'm really high on the rookie quarterbacks this year. How high? So high that I can kiss the sky. Now you're supposed to say how sick. I know. I just, I didn't, (laughs) I just, it wasn't for me there. That's okay. I can't say the next verse anyways. All right. From the texter. D&D is awesome. All right, guys. There's a lot of directions here I'm not meaning to go in. Okay. Oh, 
the boys got distracted and went on a tangent. Surprise, surprise. we got to take a break. When we get back, we're going to roll for initiative. You're listening to ABQ Central. It's presented by Dave & Buster's. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road. Chisholm Trail RV. You're connecting with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline. A lot of interaction this morning. I'm having a lot of fun with it. We're drinking again with Bourbon and Boots downtown. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. From the texter, host of the opening drive, J.J. Buck. You should be charging for your fantasy football info. <laughs> well, J.J., I know that's sarcastic. I know that it is. I have a system that works for me, Vital. That's all I'm saying. Everybody does when it comes to fantasy. You get superstitious or you go more all facts. And for me, it's not about winning. It's about, like, messing with the boys. Like, I love, like, the camaraderie that is it. Hey, like, you're a, like, you're a veteran. Like, is it big in that world? Do, like, a lot of your guys play? I know people that play. Yeah. I, I don't because it's fantasy. I can't sit there if I'm a Packer fan and have in my draft a Viking player. You know, I just, you know, I'm rooting against Green Bay. I can't do that. The, the thing that I like the most about fantasy football is it gives me an investment that, like, I otherwise would not have. Because can't, you can't, like, be like, hey, Fred, like, uh, make sure you tune into that Tennessee game. Well, okay, like, if Julio Jones is playing, I will. Oh, 100%. But No. What is more time-consuming, baseball fantasy or football? Baseball is not even close. It's baseball like 10 to 1. And why, why is that? Because it so it's long. every single day. And you, yeah, 162 games versus 17. And you've got to rotate your pitchers and your players get days off and more people are injured for small amounts of time. It's a, lot of, it's a war of attrition. And also weather. Weather is like a big factor in fantasy baseball. And then you'll have like surprise double headers and you got to do weird stuff with that. And if you're me, you treat starting pitchers the same way I treat quarterbacks in fantasy football. Sure. So I don't draft any. And then I have to play the waiver wire every moment of every day my entire life. And, and it's exhaustive because I can barely maintain relationships that I have in real life, let alone my fictional baseball team. It's good practice, though, for real life, you managing your relationships. Moment of truth here, Vital. I might miss the playoffs in my fantasy baseball team for the first year in the history of my fantasy baseball team. You deserve that. And it hurts. Like, I'm going to probably finish in last in our league. No, there's not a probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't adjusted your lineup since before the All-Star break. I've been busy. <laughs> Got a lot going on. No, one, no one's that busy. I mean, you're on the toilet. Like, you got two or three toilet trips a day. That's when I do my best work on the phone. And since I got rid of the dating app, I do have a lot more free time. By the way, fans of our Instagram and Facebook, yeah. at TalkABQ, I just want you to know I do most of my posting on the toilet. So, cat's out the bag. I spend most of my time telling you why T.Y. Hilton's value has really fallen off, not just because... Of injury, but because he doesn't have a quarterback. Like, those are things I spend my time preparing. Or you can get T.Y. Hilton and stash him for when Carson Wentz comes back if he can ever stay healthy for a five-game stretch. All right, legit question. Okay. Because I know you, like, love Carson Wentz. Yeah, he's a ginger. Yes. I root hard for the gingers. Do you draft players that you like over – Players that you believe will perform well. Well, just like in fantasy baseball, I try not to choose too many Astros, and I try not to choose too many Packers. 
So I try to be objective when I draft, like just their perceived value versus that dude's got the coolest dreadlocks. I'm taking him in the first round. That dude's Instagram Instagram game is so strong, picking him in the second. I just go for perceived value. I don't hate that, I guess. But, but you got to have a couple dudes you root for, right? You do, right? Yeah. And, like, so I have a favorite team, right? It wouldn't be weird for me if I could draft, like, if I ended up a team that had, like, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans. Chris like Godwin. Chris Godwin. Antonio Brown. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ronald Jones is the second. Yeah, I'll put him on my team. Like, yeah. If I had all those guys, I'd be like, that's a pretty good team. I should win a bunch of games. The Bucks defense and Ryan Suckup. Is he still the kicker? Would never know the answer to that. Yeah. I could is Martin Gramatica still in the league? I can't name a I can't name a kicker. I'm a big Rodrigo Blankenship dork. Have you seen his face? I'm being serious when I say this. You, you mentioned Dungeon and Dragons earlier. Well, I mean I if I was in a lineup and I had to choose the guy, yeah. is Rodrigo Blankenship a professional football kicker or is he a professional Dungeons and Dragons dungeon master? And I would be D&D. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. The little I know about kickers is in this fact. For like his first five years, the kicker for the Chiefs, whose name is Harrison Butker. Yeah, Butker. I thought it was Butler because that's how little I pay attention. Okay. To kickers. I just recently learned that Adam Vinatieri retired. Also, he could have just recently retired because he played for like 25 years, and I have no idea. I really like the kicker from Atlanta. Oh, um. Yeah. Oh, uh, 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 Tuku. Hey, What's his uh, name? Hold on. My old lady tripping. Ugh. But my young Hoku. His name's Young Hoku. That's, That's the best name in football. You got a Matt Gay joke, too? You going to do that one right now? Nah. All right. That's low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Kickers. So in this order, take six running backs, take six wide receivers, take one tight end, take one quarterback, kicker, defense, you're done. That's it. That's how you draft. You know who I want to get on the show? Anyone. Young Hoku's dad. Okay. And be like, hey, man, real talk. What are you doing here? Why did you do this to your kid? Why did you make your child a professional rapper and then become so ashamed and became a professional football player? But Fred, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be a real game changer in Cleveland because uh, their quarterback's finally coming into his own. Does not matter. We got a, a mutual friend uh, who is Asian. Yes. And years and years ago, he's in our fantasy baseball league, and we needed one player to round out the 10 in the fantasy baseball league. I'm familiar with this story. I know where you're and going. He said, okay, I'm in as long as I get every Asian baseball player. So I mapped out a draft strategy to where he got a couple. Ichiro in the first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you, you're already seeing it. Ichiro. Yeah. And then bam, 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 bam. A lot of relievers. Yeah. A lot of relief pitchers. But he got every Asian in baseball. And luckily it was a Colton Wong breakout year, and you're like, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. It was hilarious. So you could do that in fantasy this year with, like, ridiculous names. 
like Amon Ra. Who is your biggest do not a guy named after an Egyptian god in here? Their names are like strong now. It's not like old school football where everyone had like super boring names outside of Matt Ryan. That's obviously LaVisca Chenault. Thank you. That's like a Greek dish. He's like, their hummus is okay, but have you tried their LaVisca Chenault? LaVisca Chenault, I think, is a bourbon and it sits for it's a 12 year, 12 year old barrel aged. <laughs> All right, give me the guy that you're avoiding no matter what and tell me why it's DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, well, obviously, I think you should fade DeAndre Hopkins because of the COVID concerns. Duh. But I would take him in the right spot. I mean, you still got to get value out of him. I don't, I don't trust Saquon Barkley. Yeah. I don't think he should be ranked that high. Horrible offensive line. Daniel Jones still has a lot to prove, and coming off of a big injury, I mean, I I wouldn't take him that high. If he's super healthy and the line plays above average, you're going to kill it in that draft slot. But I don't I don't trust him this year. I got three guys I would not touch, and they're all kind of ranked right next to each other. Okay, I would not touch Joe Burrow. I'm worried about his health. I would not touch Baker Mayfield. I think he's tricked everyone, and I would not touch fill in the blank for whoever's playing quarterback in Miami. See, those three quarterbacks, there's no way. I'm taking Trevor Lawrence over all of them. I, I agree with you on Baker. I think Joe Burrow is going to have a strong season because they're going to be behind a lot, and they got great ride receivers, just throw, throw, throw the ball. Gotta, he's going to put he, up a lot of numbers. Their offensive line is young and pretty good, too. Can he stand up? Baker Mayfield might have games where he does not pass the ball. He'll have like he'll be like yeah. eight for twelve for ninety yards. A lot of pressure on and Baker, he, and he can't even do the cool stuff that like Jalen Hurts can do with his feet. But B- Baker really turned a corner in the second half of last season with that new offense. He only had one interception in the whole second half. If he becomes Butcher Mayfield, I'm in. But as long as he stays Baker or Candlestick Maker, I'm not. I like Baker Mayfield in real life, but not fantasy. He's a Above average quarterback in real life. The Browns play defense and they run the ball. He's all you need to win. In fantasy, I'd stay away from him. Did you name your team yet? No, I'll wait till after the draft. Okay. Yeah. See how it plays out. Good hour of fantasy football talk. We're about to talk United and Stadium with David Carl for 15 and then Peter Travisani to follow for 15. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. Listen to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're planning it with I-9 Sports. We're already drinking. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. It's 10 a.m. Albuquerque. If you haven't been up yet for the show, if you're just now joining us, good morning. Good morning. Maybe you're in the car taking the kids to the Apple. Do do youths play on Labor Day weekend? Is youth sports a thing on Labor Day weekend? These two youths? Academy soccer today. Okay. Mexico United Academy soccer at 2 2 p.m. There's definitely high school football. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't see why not. Joining us in studio, David Carl, who I've changed your job title now. You're now uh, stadium champion, David Carl. I've never been a champion in anything, so I'll take that. Great. Yeah. Oh, don't say that out loud. No. And then owner of the New Mexico United via the Graphic Connection Hotline. That's not me. Peter Trevisani. Good morning, Peter. How are you? 
Sorry, I didn't have you queued in. Good morning, Peter. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Good, good to good, uh, good to be here today. Thanks, thanks, uh, Fred Van. How you guys doing? Doing well, my friend. Morning, morning. Okay, before we get down to the nitty gritty. Oh, okay. We talked about fantasy sports for an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give me your your no doubt first rounder, and give me your sleeper pick for the year, Dave. Oh, I love that. I mean, if you can take him, Christian McCaffrey has to be your first rounder. He's well, the best player in fantasy. Yeah, I mean, you know, you doing point per catch at what's what are you yes. know? Yes, yeah, 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 obviously, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think Christian's a great, a great bet. Um, you know, uh, I, all, you know, I mean, Mahomes is just gonna, you know, he's gonna deliver so many touchdowns just week in and week out. Uh, so, you know, I think, I think I'd probably just play it safe there. And then, you know, I'm a New England guy from, you know, although I, I'm, I'm New Mexican now. I think Jacoby Myers and Mac Jones, if you're looking for there a sleeper go. in the 10th, 11th round, I, I, I'd go right there. I, I agree completely. Take Mac Jones as the very last quarterback off the board. I agree completely. My sleeper. Yeah, and then Jacoby Myers as a wide receiver, uh, I think he's good for 70 catches, uh, uh, 1,100 yards, and 10 TDs this year. Ooh. Okay. So, so Numbers, my, too. My sleeper, uh, I, I, go, I always go quarterback late. I always go quarterback late. And so my starting quarterback Smart. this year, Joe Burrow. I know okay. you just. I know you just said to avoid him, Fred. I disagree. I think he's gonna have a big year. He's got one of the best O lines in football, uh, and it allowed me to draft running backs earlier, wide receivers earlier, and everybody idiots go quarterback early. There's no 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 point in doing that. Uh, so quarterback late, Joe Burrow. All right, we have a lot of similar philosophy, and I am not surprised because I have a lot of respect for you. Your team is playing tonight at home versus the Colorado Springs Switchbacks. Um, it's at or near the most important game of the season. Because if you win, you're you're positioning yourself for a postseason run. And if you guys struggle, it's going to be a struggle to get into the playoffs. So what's the energy tonight around the team? What are you expecting at the ballpark, Pete? What do you think it's going to be as far as atmosphere and enjoyment? Yeah, well, look, I mean, energy with the team, with the players, with staff, coach, technical, it's it's a 10 out of 10. Uh, you know, it's... It, it's hard to, t- to explain, but it, this is just my view. You know, I, I use my gut a lot, uh, probably too much. David Carl could tell you, but <laughs> you know, I, I noticed a shift a couple weeks ago. And uh, while you know it didn't, sh- it, and I think that showed up um, in uh, parts of our games in Austin as well as in in Phoenix. And I think this team, you know, just is ready to go get it done. And we just need that complete ninety minutes in Colorado with their that the most explosive offense in the USL is going to be a huge test for our back line and our midfielders. We can't give up the ball at midfield and let, let uh, Colorado get numbers on us. They're going to kill us that way. But if we control the ball, make them chase us, come to us, you know, I think we can, uh, we can put a win on the board in terms of the atmosphere. It's always electric, whether there's, you know, uh, you know, 10 people, 10,000 people, um, you know, we're expecting about 7,000 people tonight. It's, uh, you know, it's a little less than we've been getting for the Saturday night games. And I really believe a lot has to do with COVID. And I think we understand and respect that, but we are socially distancing uh, voluntarily and spreading people out so that we have some room between seats and keeping people as safe as possible. So come on out uh, and, and enjoy uh, the game live. I love how successful like the biggest rivalries are for the New Mexico United. So obviously El Paso is the, that's the one everyone is going to claim that I'm a big fan of the, the Colorado Springs rivalry. I think it's, it's mm. special. I like the trip up there. I like that their fans come down. I like all the dynamic. They have had such a very good season. Yeah. 
is there a chip like Dave or Pete or whoever wants? Is there a chip on the player's shoulders to be like, not only is this a rival, but we're kind of looking up at you at the standings. Like, does it change motivations for players? Yeah. Well, I think it's an interesting dynamic, right? Because in the past, New Mexico United has has dominated that season series. Yes. You know, we, we've got seven wins, I think two two draws, one loss in this season series. So overall, we're, I mean, in the, in the all-time series between these two teams. So overall, New Mexico has done really well in that. Um, but, you know, we had a loss this year, one of our two losses to them, and we had a loss last year, one of our two losses to them. So it's an indication that it's not as one-sided as that those numbers look like. And then you mentioned, Fred, the standings. They're in second place right now. We're in sixth. So we're looking up at them, and I think we want to go out there. If we win tonight, we take the season series 3-1. to one. We want to go out there and we want to say this is a division opponent. This is a team that we want to beat. It's a six-pointer because it is a division opponent. And we want to make sure that we maintain that grasp on the all-time series. I think that's important to these guys. Peter, you uh, mentioned a turnaround recently. Does this have anything to do with some young blood on the team? Are the old, <laughs> are the old crafty veterans looking up at Christian Nava be like, this kid's hungry, he's taking all of our swag, he's taking our jobs, we better play harder? <laughs> You know, uh, I don't know if they're going to quite uh, internalize it like that, but I will say this. He is a very talented uh, player. Um, yeah, he's a young player, but he's just a talented player. He has ice in his veins, and, and I think a lot of – I think that's one of the beauties of youth. Oftentimes, it's just – you just go out and you play for the pure enjoyment. You don't know – you know, you just, you just play, and you kick the ball, and you chip the goal, and you do – uh, you know, abrupt and abrasive things. You know, when Christian Nava, within his first few minutes of uh, ever playing pro soccer, you know, does a uh, back heel nutmeg, um, you know, that just says everything you need to know about that that young man. So, I, you know, I think he's, I, I believe he's in the 18 tonight. And, and you know, I'd love to see him get on the, get on the field and to help us out. I follow New Mexico United social media greater than I follow anything. The new... Black on black tonight. This new T-shirt. Yeah, is that a, is that available at the store? Is it at the yeah. game only? Because I'm not usually like I'm thirsty for this. Yeah, but I need it, Dave. Did you bring me one? It's at the store. I would have brought one if I had known. It's at the store. It's at the team shop, and it's at the stadium as well. Um, and that's not the only thing we're we're unveiling today, I guess, as far as black merch goes. So we've got the black on black tee. Uh, we also have uh, a very limited run of the black goalie shirts, the black goalie jerseys, uh, which those were debuted on the pitch a couple months ago, and people said, oh, we really want those. And, All right, let's get them for blackout night. So there's not many. They're black with a little bit of purple in them. Um, and then on top of that, everybody who comes to the game tonight gets a blackout flag, which is really cool. Typically our flags, when we do our flags, we have three to 4,000 in there, and you got to get there early to get them. Everybody who goes to the game tonight will get one, thanks to PNM. They sponsored that. They said we want everybody to have one. So PNM picked blackout? That was intentional. Okay. <laughs> the people who keep they keep, the company who keeps the lights on for us. That was their pick. They wanted that. Um, and so everybody who comes in, whether you're an hour early or an hour late, you're going to get your blackout flag. Um, and I think you guys know those flags are, are hot commodities. New Mexico United has the best gear in the game. Make sure you get down to the store, check them out, go online. I really love the Meow Wolf Nico jersey. Did you save me a schmedium? Mm. Yeah, we got you. All right, sweet. Okay, well, so that, that one was mine, David. What do you? What do you <laughs> hey, uh, hey, 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 hey! You just give it away. <laughs> Peter, can we talk about the playoff scenario? How close you guys are, and what you guys have to do to finish out the year strong and make a run in the playoffs? Well. I mean, first of all, there's a lot of points, you know, left over 30 points available. And many of those are against, are against teams that are right around us in, in the standings, right? 
San Antonio, Austin, Colorado. You know, we got Colorado tonight, then we go to Austin, you know, then, you know, so it's not just that we have 30 points available to us. We are going to be playing the teams that we need to catch and pass um, RGV uh, three more times. Uh, so, so, um, you know, it's all in front of us. Um, we do need to start winning. Um, you know, we, you know, the ties, uh, there's times where a tie can feel good and ties are part of the game, but you know, that when we're at home, um, we need a, th- we need three points mm-hmm. and that needs to be the mentality and the mindset and it, and it is, and now we need to execute on that. So, uh, uh you know, a couple wins and we're right back, you know, comfortably in a playoff spot. Uh, David mentioned tonight's like a six point swing and, um, and so, our goal, you know, this year, you know, frankly, right now we're performing under where we wanted to be. I don't, you know, I don't think that's a mystery. You know, we th- we felt going into our third year this year, we wanted to be competing for a cup. Uh, that's still our goal this year. We still believe uh, in the team. You know, the team is, you know, this team is basically the same team that went into San Antonio last year and, and won a playoff game against one of the best teams in the USL. So we're capable. Now we got to put it together get the ball in the net and get three points tonight and just move on to Austin and do it again. Jog my memory. Was it five or six draws in a row? It was five. It was five draws in a row and then took an L last time. Right. It, uh, so yeah. as a fan, right, as the outside looking in, you're like, you're like, hey, like grabbing a W like pops mm-hmm. like that streak, right? Yeah. Is that conversation internally? I mean, you'd have to ask the players on that. I mean, I, I imagine as a human being, you can't help but be aware of it, right? Yeah. Um, but again, I think – Pete mentioned a really good point here. Um, not only you know do we have 12 games left, which is a lot of points to take, and it's such a close division, but of those 12 games, nine of them are in division. No other team has more division games left than us. So every single one of those is a six-point swing. So we beat RGV, it's a six-point swing. We beat Colorado Springs tonight, it's a six-point swing. Austin, same thing. we got to do that nine more times. So we got plenty of chances. We just need to make sure we capitalize. All right, let's do this, Pete. Let's grab a break, and when we get back, we're going to pivot from the game today and the playoff picture, and I want to talk stadium. I'm here. It's let's in the go. news. I can't, I can't turn on a digital device without seeing stadium <laughs> pro or con, so I want to make sure we're covering that in the way it deserves to be covered. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection hotline. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. Peter Travisani, owner of the New Mexico United. David Carl, all things stadium. All right, guys, I'm going to put it out there. Yeah. I'm an uninformed voter. I don't have a clue what's going on. All my neighbors tell me that constructing a stadium downtown by the rail yards is the worst decision in the history of all of Albuquerque, including the Spanish Inquisition. (laughs) Convince me. Put put it over to me, Dave. What what do I got to know to to make it worth my while to vote yes? Yeah, I think a bunch of different things, right? Uh, I would start with the fact, I think it's really important for people to know, this isn't going to raise anybody's taxes by a single cent. I think that's really important. Uh, This entire project, uh, voted yes, voted no. Uh, I think the way Pete like you like to put it is, uh, you know, you wake up on November third after Election Day, whether you voted yes or no, your taxes are going to be exactly the same, which I think is really important. But more important than the taxes is the impact, right? I mean, we're, we're doing this so that we can continue to have an incredible impact in the community, um, and and this project um, does that. This project gives us something to be proud of. This project gives us a place to come together, um, and again, doesn't t- cost you a cent. Um, yeah, I and mean, those are a couple of the key points. There's there's plenty more. We could do this for hours on end. 
Peter, why should we have a stadium? New Mexico United only plays 24 games there. What else is going to go yeah. on at this stadium? Talk to the uninformed voter. What is this going to be actually all about in this area? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it needs to be much more than just a stadium. I think, you know, putting a stadium in sort of the middle of nowhere, while that'd be fine, you know, we could do that for 24 games. Um, we need to we need to make it so it's something that people can use every day. So the idea of having a stadium in in a robust, uh, dense area like downtown or even sawmill, but let's just say downtown and focus on that. Let's have the stadium open every day. You know why why do we lock our stadiums up um, instead of walking at the mall? You know it should be like a public park. People can walk around the stadium. There could be a food court, coffee shops that are open every day, art spaces that. Local artists can can you know exhibit their their works and and just you know an area that uh, the community can use every single day. So that that's a that's a big part of it. You know we would love to bring a professional women's team here. Um, you know we have the NWSL, the USL is talking about launching a, a professional women's league. You know that's another 24 days. There's no way because we don't have enough room programming wise, scheduling wise at UN, in the UNM area to bring a women's team. And so that's just off the table. And then, and then I think, you know, we do a lot of other fun stuff. Um, you know, a half a dozen, you know, big concerts, big, important concerts, ones that usually skip over us. You know, you can do some type of festivals, you know, we can have, if it's, if it's near the rail yards, we can have events that, that, you know, synchronize with the rail yard. So if we just get creative, if we just, think, uh, hey, what else can we do here and focus on the yeses? And I think we can have programming that that's for everybody all year long, and it, and it will become the greatest community asset our generation has seen. I think I have to say this before I say this. There's no punchline here. I tell a lot of jokes. I'm not telling a joke here. I very much consider the U.S. women's national team to be the national team. I feel like the men's team has not been the national team for almost 10 years now probably, maybe even a little bit longer. The impact that women's soccer would have in the community, specifically geared towards the youth, mm -hmm. I believe cannot be stressed enough. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. With that said, I agree. With that said, now now we're talking about what? Maybe maybe sixty dates full. There's three hundred more days in a year. Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to put fifty million dollars into a project, who are you working with? Who's contributing to that? If you're going, and fifty million dollars is just the bond. Mm -hmm. So who is going to contribute? Who's going to chip in? And then what are they going to provide to the community that's saying yes to it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great, ahead, great point. I'll take it, David, just because I, I think another way that gets phrased is why are, why are we building a stadium for a bunch of rich guys? And and I understand that line, but yet, but I would just add this, is that one, New Mexico United as an organization is going to make a major contribution to the funding of the stadium, um, we're gonna we're gonna do that through rent. We're gonna do it through uh, putting you know helping with the infrastructure. That could be a scoreboard. That could be the concessions. Putting millions of dollars actually into the infrastructure uh, to go on top of the fifty million dollar bond to go on top of the other eight million that's already been raised and allocated. So we're at fifty eight, not fifty. And and then we also want to put some money into a community benefits program so that. You know, wherever this stadium goes, let's just say it's in the Borellis neighborhood because there's a lot of interest there. There's money that comes from the stadium every single year to fund programming that enhances their neighborhood and creates positive outcomes for, for the people that uh, have been born and raised there and live there. And so, you know, when we, the, one of the reasons why you don't see stadiums built just privately is just what you mentioned. So if New Mexico United is 60 days a year, there's going to be so many other things that get 
done at that stadium that won't be about New Mexico United. And a lot of the economic, you know, when you, without getting into all the spreadsheets, when you really look at, is it profitable to have a stadium or not? If you're a private owner, it's, it's almost impossible because we would only generate revenue from our events. But when you look at it from the city's point of view, from a facility that creates these amenities, not only do they get the rent from New Mexico United, they get the GRT tax that gets generated. They get the lodger's tax when people come from out of town and come to the stadium. They get the local businesses that are growing and thriving. They get the, the job creation and, and all those economic benefits, hundreds of millions of dollars of benefits over the years. So when you add up all those pieces, that's why the public pitches in and the private sector, in this case, New Mexico United, pitches in, and together you have a public-private partnerships. That's how Isotopes Park was done. That's how 97% of these projects get done across our country. And now we have an asset that's 100% owned by the city. And when the bonds pay back, they're going to have it for free. It's a, it's an ama- it will be an amazing deal for the city and for the people of New Mexico. It seems Burkenos have a very short memory when it comes to things like this. There was a lot of apprehension and blowback from Isotopes building a new stadium. Can you compare the apprehension to Isotope Stadium to the apprehension of United Stadium? Because now it seems like Isotopes Park is an absolute gym in Albuquerque, and it's beloved, and people love taking their family there. The gym in minor league baseball. Have, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Can you compare those two situations? Um, yeah. I mean, I'll, 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 you know, first of all, just imagine this. Let's just, 20 years ago, the city of Albuquerque voted on a bond for Isotopes Park, and it passed. And if it hadn't passed, the Isotopes wouldn't have come here. You know, are we better off, are we better off the last 20 years having the Isotopes or not having the Isotopes? So just think about that for a second. Number two, the bond, in this case, was about $20 million, which equates to almost $40 million today. They're not dissimilar in size when you look at uh, the time that has passed. But that bond was paid back in 13 years. It was paid back early. So the city got all their money back, and every single year, the city gets an incremental $2 million that they wouldn't have otherwise that they can put into other things, into their general fund. And so when you think about that, that money, there's very, very few projects that get created at a public level, at a city level, that, that are amenities that, for, our, for our city that actually pay back, that have income attached to them. So just think about that. 20 years ago, we'd have no isotopes. We'd have we'd be missing the two. We got the 20 million back, so we'd have all the money. We have all the money back, and we would be missing the extra two million dollars a year going forward. You know, I, I think. I mean, if you that that is the poster child for a successful project, and it's right here. And we're gonna we're gonna essentially replicate the exact same play. Uh, with and 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 in every single way, and so let's not look back in 20 years and say, "Man, we should have built that stadium because you know you know we have less now than we had before." Let, let's let's be brave and bold and dream a little bit. Um, and and this is a once in a generation project. And if it's not, if it doesn't happen, then tw- it will be 20 more years before we look at something like this again. So this is our chance. This is it for us. It's for us. It's for our kids. It's for the next generation. Um, I, you know, we're, you know, this, everyone needs to really lean in and say yes, otherwise it's not going to happen. I am from St. Louis, Missouri. Van is from Houston, Texas. Dave is from Miami, Florida, by way of that weird college in West Virginia. And you, Peter, from the New England area. Albuquerque is a gym. 
Albuquerque is so secret and so small and so special, and I want no one to know about it. Like when when eight hundred thousand guests show up to the balloon fiesta every year, I'm like low key. I'm happy that they don't stay longer, yeah. but like they set Airbnb records every year now. Mm-hmm. Creating destinations in Albuquerque brings people to Albuquerque. Do you guys have an idea of how many guests will come to the stadium throughout the course of like a calendar year? Do you have any idea of how much money will come not from like Albuquerque slash surrounding communities proper into like the economy of Albuquerque? Yeah, the the answer, it's millions of dollars. But, you know, let, let's think about who those people are. Balloon Fiesta is a beautiful event. You people come from Germany and Japan and all across the United States. Well, I'd love to think that we're going to be, you know, driving tourism from China and Japan for New Mexico United. I don't think that's very realistic. That's probably not true. But no. <laughs> over, right? But over, yeah, we'll get a few, right? Um, but over 20% of the people that come to the, our games aren't from Albuquerque. And uh, many of them travel from different parts of New Mexico, Farmington, Gallup, Santa Fe, Taos. Uh, come, they come up from Las Cruces, and they spend the night uh, oftentimes. And, and so we get some intra-state tourism that way. Uh, later this year, we're having homecoming. And the reason why we're having homecoming is there's so many people, a lot of young people, that had a move from New Mexico. They didn't want to have to move, but they weren't able to fulfill their hopes and dreams here because the jobs weren't here. The the you know whatever their whatever their profession was, wherever they wanted to go next, they felt that they needed to leave to actually fulfill that. And they want to come back and they want to celebrate their New Mexican heritage. They love the team and they love the sense that it's for everybody and so they're going to be this is a way for people to come back in and experience the team together. You know, that's going to drive millions of dollars a year, not just in ticket sales and concessions, uh, but then you get the exponential impact of lodgers tax from the hotels, of the restaurants, of going into the theaters, going into the galleries, going into the, 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 the funky shops, you know, going to get a tattoo at Por Vida. You know, whatever it is that they miss, they're going to go do that. Um, and now they have a reason to come home, and it's and it's not just to come home and see a game; it's to come home and express their pride. David, and that's what New Mexico United's about. David, yeah. Let's say I want to support that. Let's say I'm listening right now. I'm a friend of the show, mm-hmm. and I'm in. I want to support. What is the checklist of things I need to do to be able to support voting? Yes, on the stadium. Yeah, I think first and foremost, make sure you're registered to vote. Uh, obviously, election day is November 2nd, but early voting starts October 5th and extended uh, early voting starts October 16th. So that's soon. That's really soon. Um, but in addition to that, I think things like this, right, we need to make sure we're educated enough to have these conversations. We've seen a decent amount of misinformation flowing via social media, um, sometimes on the radio and on specific channels and things like that. So we need to make sure we educate ourselves and then empower each other to go and vote. I think that's the most important thing and, and essentially be able to have those conversations with the people in our circles. Fred and Van, you're both in my circle. You go to your circles and they go to their circles. I mean, that's how we expand and we get one vote at a time and making sure that we have the right information, things that are true about this project, about its impacts, about the fact, again, that it's not going to raise your taxes, about, um, you know, that, that it's going to create an asset that's going to be, a, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 million dollar asset that by the time the bond is paid off will be free completely free and owned by the citizens, owned by the city, not by New Mexico United. Things like that. Educate yourselves and make sure you vote. So we only had 15 minutes here today, and we'd love to keep this conversation going more if you guys would like to. Yeah. But let's say 
the voter, our loyal listener, wants more information, where can they go next to get it? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great question. We're, we're kind of all over the place with regard to that, including social media. Uh, so NewMexicoUTD.com is our website, at NewMexicoUTD on our social media pages. Um, and then in addition to that, we're on the radio here with you guys. We're uh, going to be on the radio and, and other stations, too. Uh, we're going to be on, on television. We're going everywhere we can. <laughs> we're, we're carnival barkers at this point, uh, making sure everybody gets the right information. Um, and I, I think that's the most crucial thing, the, the correct information, not misinformation. There's a bunch of text questions right now, and I'm going to try to – throw them all into one group all right if there were naming rights mm. if there were like inventory for businesses in the community to come in so let's give an obvious one facebook right facebook is now located near here okay so if this is facebook stadium can you explain how that amount of money goes back into the community can you talk about like all those different avenues outside of ticket sales right outside of vendor fees outside of bookings can you explain like some of those passive income for the community that might not be apparent to the listener. Yeah, Pete, you want to take that one? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when you look at naming rights for a stadium, when you look at uh, all the corporate sponsorships, you know, that is a huge driver of revenue, not just for the club. It's a driver of tax revenue. It's, it's going to be, you know, those are the kind of things that we're talking about, having a potentially having a portion of, of that going into the community benefits agreement so it can flow into – into the to the uh, into the neighborhood, in, in this case, into Borellas. So, so uh, you know, I think that you know that's where we need to get creative, and we need to figure out how do we take you know take that, and how do we get that back into the community. The same way that you know, aspirationally, we want to have a hundred percent of the food that is sold in the stadium be from New Mexico. You know, why why would we want to import hot dogs and cheeseburgers from Buffalo, New York? The only reason to do it is because it's cheaper. It's ironically a little more expensive to use local farmers. We have some of the best ranchers, some of the best farmers and produce in, in the country. And so let's use those. And while that might mean less profit, it means way more positive outcomes. And, and, it, and just think about now we're supporting not just people in Albuquerque. We're supporting people that live in the rural areas. You know, that's how we connect the state. That's how we lift each other up and support each other and not just grab a hold and say, hey, this is mine. We say, let's. Let's go in this together. If it's good for you, it's good for me. And now we lift up the whole state and we lift up the city is, is at the top of that, uh, at the top of that. And it's, and that's how we make this a win for everybody. New Mexico United. Yeah. But also everybody else in Albuquerque, everybody else in our state. All right. Friends of the show, get the checkbooks out. We're going to start a GoFundMe <laughs> at talk ABQ okay. at talk ABQ presents. ABQ Central Stadium. Can we can we raise I'll, more I'll money? Match anything that comes in in the next twenty four hours. Can we match? Can we match Amazon? Is the question. That's what we need. The Vital parking lot, and everyone who comes gets like. Well, it's, I mean, it's a good parking spot, but also I'm trying to emphasize walking past because that's how Vital will get. All right, friends of the show, at least a parking spot. Now. Yeah, at least a parking least spot a parking for Mike Vital. Peter, you were tremendous. Thank you for talking about the stadium a little bit. Uh, we have to hit the break. Any final words before we cut you loose? Hey, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate people listening, you know, getting the facts around this and, 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 and you know, and taking the time, right? There's a lot of distractions right now and, and just, you know, learning about, as David said, something that doesn't raise taxes, something that, that gives back to the community that's, that's owned by the city. And at the end of the day, all we're asking is, is learn about it. Hopefully you want to support it. 
But, you know, no matter what, go out and vote. Go express your view. This is how we come together, whether it's a yes or a no. Go vote. Be heard. Be part of it. And, you know, wherever we are the day after the election, we're going to push forward and move forward. We, we, we never retreat. We never surrender. We, we never let one hurdle get in the way of our, our long-term goals of being around here for the next 100 years. So, you know, take the time and come out and vote and be a part of it. All right, David, we're going to get your boss out of the room. and We're going to have this conversation after the break. Peter Travisani, thank you. It's Dave and thank Busters. you, guys. Have a great day. See you at the game tonight. Thanks, yes, sir. Peter. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing it with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots. Thank you to 95.9 New Mexico United owner Peter Travisani, who joined us. Now your boss is away, Dave. Now we can start talking about the things he doesn't want to hear? Yeah. Okay. So the first thing we're going to do is give away tickets to his team. <laughs> Let's give away four of them. We'll give them away right now. Call the program. Give your contact information to Mike Vital. Did you say four or did I just make that up? It's four now. All right, it's four now. <laughs> we're giving away a family four pass or a friendly four pass or a four passes for just four people. that We don't even care. Yeah. However you identify in your friends group. Call the Graphic Connection hotline, 505-246-0610. You can go to the United game on David Carl himself tonight. Call the program, and those can be yours. Big game. Division rival, Colorado Springs. I agree. Yeah, it's a big one. Are you getting a lot of like new fun fans with the university opening, like with school being back in session? Yeah, we've noticed some more college uh, students, which is always a good thing. We love to have the college students out there. In 2019, we had a decent number of college students. Obviously, 2020, we didn't play any home games because of COVID. Thanks a lot, COVID. Um, but, uh, you know, before we kind of get school in session here, it's, it's a little yeah. – yeah, it just makes sense, right? You have a, a larger college student population when the college school year starts. So, yeah, we've seen a decent number of college kids coming out. It's just great. So you've had excellent turnouts since the day you started. You had X amount of sellouts in a row until COVID hit, right? That's right, yeah. And then now that things are opening back up, we're starting our new string of sellouts again. Yes and no. Um, you know, I think we had we had a sellout earlier this year when COVID had its biggest dip. We, we've seen kind of a direct uh, kind of inverse. As the COVID numbers go up, the number of people coming out goes down. Which well, that makes, makes sense. sense. It makes yeah. perfect sense, right? Um, so, you know, and, and in addition to that, we have voluntarily, starting this match, have reduced our capacity to 75%. Nobody asked us to do that. Nobody told us to do that. We just think it's the right thing to do. Um, so capacity, it's normally around 13,000. It's going to be 9,500-ish today. Um, so, again, we want to keep people safe. We want to have a great time. You know, we want to live our lives, but we need to do it in a way that keeps people safe. Call the program if you are a fan of or you're in opposition of the stadium right now. You can speak with the guy that is spearheading the project itself on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. I see the phone lines are lighting up. I assume that's for the tickets, but we'll figure that out. All right, Dave. The stadium was announced three weeks ago. Is that right? Uh, a little further back, about a month. Is it a month now? Yeah. So a month ago... The city says, hey, we're going to put it on the ballot. Right. And I'm not going to sit here and be – I'm not going to lie. I don't think it was handled the way I would have handled it if I was the city. Okay. When, it, when it was brought publicly, I did not think it was packaged in a way that was easily understandable mm -hmm. and that was delivered successfully to not just those who vote regularly, but uh, maybe voters that would be excited about this that don't regularly vote. Sure, sure. With that said, of what I would identify as the mishandling – what would you say are the points that were missed most greatly in announcing 
like the referendum? What would you say were the points that were missed most greatly when announcing what this is? Does a bond need to be explained? Well, I, yeah, I think I think you're making a couple great points there, and I think the the biggest when I talk to people who either maybe don't support the the project or um, the the main reason is I just don't have enough information, right? I, I don't right. I don't know what I'm voting on that kind of a thing, and I think that's fair. I think that's a fair criticism. So it's our job from now until election day to do that informing. And I think part of that we already mentioned, you know, your taxes aren't going to go up at all. But but I think a big question people has have is how will the money work in general, right? So we've got potentially a fifty million dollar bond. That's not all it will take to make the stadium, right? So there's you know, if, if the stadium's gonna cost eighty million, where's that additional thirty million coming from? Um, you know, and, and some of that's to answer that question, some of that is private funding, which we, Peter talked about earlier, some of that is coming from the state, which Peter talked about earlier, and, and you know, we put all those numbers together and we get to the number that we need. Uh but that needs to be explained, right? Um it needs to, to be explained that um, you know, there's other issues in our city right now. There's crime. There's people who are unsheltered how do we fight those things why would we put money into a stadium if there's all this rampant crime and i think that's a fair question an important distinction though is crime fighting dollars come from the general fund this is not general fund money so we're not choosing either or we need to fight crime in our city absolutely we have to we need to fight people fight fight uh, unshelteredness in our city we have to do those things but to say that we can only do those things and not try to improve our city at the same time is short-sighted. We have to do both, and we have the money to do both. It's the biggest windfall in New Mexico history just came through. We're at $1.4 billion in surplus money, and the city is doing really well as well as far as funding is going. So we're, we are fighting homelessness. The city's doing a great doing, doing everything they can to fight homelessness. They're doing everything they can to fight crime, and they're improving. They just invested millions of dollars in it, hiring additional police officers to try and fight crime. So we have to do both. We have to walk and chew gum at the same time. And if we just focus on the issues and don't plan for the future, then we're being short-sighted. We have to do both. So can you do this one more time? I thought you and Peter did a pretty good job earlier explaining where the funding comes from and yeah. everything else that's needed comes from. Can you elevator pitch this? Can you Cliff's Notes this? Can you Eli 5 explain like I'm 5? Yeah. Pretend like you're talking to a child right now. Because uh, on the text, even though I thought that you know you did a good job explaining it, we still have quotes like, on the public's back. Right. Air quotes, taxpayer dollar. Mm-hmm. Elevator pitch us on where the money is coming from and will come from. Right. So let's say it's $80 million for the whole stadium. We, that's an estimate. It could be a little bit less, could be a little bit more, but that's the general ballpark. $50 million of that comes from a bond. That is a bond. So a bond is not going to raise your taxes by a single bit, and it gets paid back by the city plus interest. So it's not the city saying, hey, can we give this money to New Mexico United? No, 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 no. The city owns the facility. So it's the city saying, hey, can we use this money, $50 million, to put towards the building of a stadium and then get that paid back plus interest plus the GRT revenue that's going to be coming in. And by the time this is paid off, which the isotopes did early, you have a free $70, $80 million asset for free that the city owns. United doesn't own a single piece of it, and nobody's taxes went up. So your $50 million comes from there. Um, again, we've already got eight million, eight between eight and nine million from the state, so that gets you to almost sixty million there. Um, potential some additional dollars from uh, the state, but largely a, a, the vast majority, of the rest of that money is coming from New Mexico United. We're putting our own skin in the game on this. GRT for the friends of the show is gross receipt tax. Absolutely. And if you're not familiar with gross receipt tax, the way that works 
is money spent in a community is taxed by the state. Cool. And then at the end of the year, let's say if you're a business, like Van and I are a small business. The New Mexico United is not a small business. Whenever you go to, you have to pay a percent to the state, and then that money is put back into the community that it was taken from. That's right. So, for instance, GRT taxes, gross receipt taxes in Santa Fe benefit Santa Fe businesses. Mm -hmm. Same thing in Albuquerque. Same thing in uh, communities within Albuquerque. It's actually insanely complicated. But where you where you spend your money is where your money stays. That's right. And and Van, if I could just kind of give you that that summary in just a few sentences, when everything is said and done. The city is going to have an $80 million incredible asset that people are proud of. They're going to have not spent any money because all of it will come back. And they're going to make GRT, as Fred talked about, and additional funds on that for 100 years. So Vital just told me that the phone lines went so crazy for the United tickets that I guess it, there was, it just didn't go through. Is that what happened, Mike? No, what happened is that the woman won, and then she called back and said she can't go because <laughs> her her family can't go. Well, then, okay, so the tickets are still available then. So 505-246-0610, call the show, get the tickets. Uh, we're going to go to break. You sticking around for the varsity? I'll be here. So today's var I-9 varsity is the varsity of TV crushes, okay? Oh. So this is a quality varsity if we've ever had one. Call your boys or text because we're kind of up against it time-wise. Text the show, 505-246-0610. Uh, first texter, and I guess uh, we'll reply that you got it. Going to the varsity with David Carl after this I nine TV crushes. You listen to David Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. And we're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with the boys in the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing again with I nine Sports Farm to drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots, ninety five point nine FM AM six ten. The Sports Animal. All right, we had a good show today. A lot of college football talk. We like that. A lot of fancy football talk. We like that. Tommy and Lenny and Howard all called. We like that. David Carl came in. We like that. Peter Trevisani was on. We like that. We gave away some tickets. We liked that. I like I-9 Sports, Van. League Office 280 at i9sports.com or 505-312-4999. Enroll your kiddos today. I know they waived their late registration, Dave. So I don't you, have any kids. Well, if you wanted to sponsor a kid, oh. you could call 505-312-4999, and you'd be able to do that. Today's I-9 Varsity is the I-9 Varsity of TV crushes, okay? Dave, you're the guest. Yeah. You may go first. All right, number five, Jennifer Aniston from Friends. Come on. Okay. All right. She's like the uh, You can't. She's the sixth hottest one in that cast, so I'm going to say that's a bad What? It's a super bad What? Pick. Okay, is it Jennifer Aniston now or Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston then? It's from Friends. It's from the original. Friends? Yeah, original, During the time? Yeah. Okay. You could make the argument on Courtney Cox, but that's it. She's number five oh my of the six. Just... Jennifer Aniston now is like diet Julia Louise Dreyfus vibes. Oh. She has aged so well. Yeah, I agree. My first one is going to come from the text line. Oh, let me check the text line. Star TV and radio, back-to-back-to-back mm -hmm. back to back New Mexico Sportscaster of the Year, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega, <laughs> with every woman on Baywatch ever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Not so I'll bad. kick off with that. All right. I will lead. This one's obvious to regular friend of the show. I'm going to go with Carol Burnett. Oh, yeah. I have the biggest crush on Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett, to me, is on the list of TV crushes. I mean, she's 
that's classy. That's a classy pick. Yeah. yeah. I, I like to laugh. Yeah. I like to laugh. All right, number four, Devin Sandoval. Oh, okay. Well, he's on TV all the time. All right. Hey, hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, even even post removing the, the, the locks. Another. Oh, okay. You beat my follow-up question. Oh, there you go. Okay. One that had a huge impact on me at the time. Sharon Stone from Basic Instinct. Oh, okay. my God. Yeah, that's a good one. That's, yeah. That's uh, a yeah. little, little PG-13. That was a confused boner when I was a kid. <laughs> it's not really a TV show, but okay, I'm going to allow it. I'm I've gonna, got some movie in here, too. I'm going <laughs> to. I got a mix. Yeah. Mine's a mixie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P., I'm going to go with Alex Trebek. Oh, that's So good. I think Alex Trebek was a heartthrob in his very own specific way. Uh, never one, never one, like before, never one, after, never one will be. So I'm going to say Alex Trebek is on my list of TV crushes. And you've seen what's happened to Jeopardy since he, he left. So, yeah. Uh, my number three, Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. Okay. Could be anybody's mm-hmm. number one. All right, we got a theme here. Yeah, he was on like The this. Office. Okay, I'm into that. So good. How about Madonna in Body of Evidence? It's very specific. You, okay. remember, you remember that? Okay. Yeah, remember also, that? not a TV show. I have a theme going okay. here. Okay. <laughs> As do you. I love how like we, we flipped it. We flipped it this week. You're going wholesome, which I do, and I'm going oppo. I just was honest. With the, with the listeners, guys. That's, and we love this coming out party, <laughs> by the way. Speaking of coming out, Wayne Brady. So I think Wayne Brady is on the list of TV crushes. Uh, he's he's the triple threat. He sings. He dances. He acts. He's very good looking. So that's a number four. And I think he can hit for power. So I'm going with Wayne Brady is on my list of, of TV crushes. All right. My final two are both uh, from when I was a child. All right. Give them both to us. Uh, you want both. All right. Uh, number two is Roxanne from the Goofy movie. No clue. The cartoon character? Yup. Okay. Yep. That's explaining a lot. And number one, uh, Topanga Lawrence from Boy Meets World. That's a child. I was Beat a child. Me. But he was a child. Yeah. You were a child? Which is fair. Okay. The last time I kissed a 15-year-old, I was also 15. Yeah, that's that should be correct. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's quite legal if, yeah. you, if you're not sure. The way I said You're it. in a gray area. Yeah, that's very legal. <laughs> Earlier, what got us on this conversation is you mentioned Kelly Bundy. Yes. While that is a top-notch answer, Correct. I am going with Peggy Bundy. So smart. <laughs> Peggy Bundy, please. And Fred's going with Ted Bundy. That hair, yeah. <laughs> that hair, the cheetah tights, mm-hmm. the way she walked with the hair flip, or the hands flipped down, give me all that you got. I think that's very good. I would like to say the combination of Pat Sajak and Vanna White you uh, like your game show hosts. Why I I know, I know what TV shows I watched growing up. Mm. So, uh, not either of them individually, but Voltron S, their powers combined. <laughs> I would say that's very TV crush for me. Pat Sajak can touch windows and make letters appear. I have an honorable mention. Oh, the mom from the TV sitcom Dinosaurs. <laughs> the mom from the Dinosaurs TV show can get it. She could get it. Just uh, for the listener who's not aware, uh, Rachel McGuire, who was in Boy Meets World, who was the redhead college girlfriend of Jack Hunter, mm-hmm. if you remember, which was one of the like introduced college cast, Yep, uh, she went on to make some movies that you can see on certain websites oh. that you would very much enjoy. Oh, my. Huh. So, so there you go. If you want to relive your childhood. Just going to open an incognito tab real quick. This, yeah. Just, <laughs> if you're looking for... 
like Google things like Pinbrook University, Google things like Jack and Topanga and Angela, you will definitely find what I am talking about uh, legally. Her name is Maitland Ward. Maitland Ward. So there you go. For real, cool name Maitland. It's a strong name. Interesting. There's a soccer player named Ainsley Maitland Niles. The things you know and how we're not on a Geeks Who Drink team. Mm. David Carl, you are fun, you are articulate, you are smart, you are passionate, and the United are fortunate to have you. Well, thank you. I I've, I feel fortunate to be on the team and part of the team and looking forward to two matches today, one for the academy and one for the first team. Two o'clock for the academy over at Mesa del Sol and 7.30 for the first team over at Isotopes Park. Come hang out. Van, any final words before we go? Oh, my goodness. Too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you on Tuesday, Burke. <laughs>